can't hear you over the awesome techno. This is 167 yep. of the Try Games at Net podcast. You're and introducing as, it. I'm still watching. <laughs> and, and by 167, I'm in episode 167. And Pete is watching a video of Street Fighter 4. Oh, they do have on-screen controls. On the iPhone. Yeah. Which, um, yeah. Street yeah. Fighter 4 on the iPhone. Shoot me now. I can't I hear don't. you over the awesome techno. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe you should turn it off. Indestructible. I'll be done in like 18 seconds. Indestructible. Just turn it off. No, I'm watching the whole video. Turn it off. No. I think, let me kick him off the call and see if that wakes him up. No, okay, it's done. <laughs> uh, yes. Actually, that looks, I don't know what's wrong with it. It looked kind of cool. The, the, graphically, it looks cool, but just playing it, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to play a game like that on the iPhone. But uh, this is the TryGames.net podcast where we complain about stupid games coming out on iPhone. The person who refused to stop watching is Pete. Hey, yeah, that's me. The person who watched it before and saw Choppy Video was Al. Hey, me. uh... Al's awesome, too. And I am me, Austin. Um, And just to spite Pete, uh, that's Riven. Austin's not so awesome. That's me, (laughs) Chupon. I'm going to kick you off the call now. No! I'm hovering over the hang-up button, which you can't find on your own. Apparently, two episodes <laughs> running, you had trouble finding the hang-up button. Well, that's because Skype changed. <laughs> your face I, changed. I don't deal well with change. Why did you shave your pubes today? <laughs> <laughs> why? Embarrassing. And why I did you tell us about it? I my face, the pubes I do next week. I thought those were one and the same, but okay. Um, oh. We are going to do what you've been playing but we're going to say that to the end because we got a few things to work out in the front end. We actually got a mailbag for once. Uh, props out to Edu. Um, that automatically makes him better than the other five of you listeners because he actually bothered to send in mail. Uh, and uh, you suck! Uh, we also have... I don't know how much you can discuss about this, but it looks like Activision and Infinity Ward are, are having a slap fight. I'd like to make an announcement. Uh, I, Congratulations! Shut up. Granted, it's Kotaku, but... There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight stories about that situation. Holy shit! And now they're making allusions to um, Conan O'Brien, the "I'm with Coco" crap. Oh. And now they're basically turning Infinity Ward into the Conan O'Brien of video games. Interesting, huh? Oh, you'll have to. We can talk about the great PS3 outage for like five seconds. <laughs> PlayStation Network went down. PlayStation Network came back up. It was all. I have a funny story game. about that. Yeah, I'll wait till we get to what you've been playing. But I have a funny story about that. Sure, sure. Uh, but first, let us finish out this stupid Street Fighter. Since we started off watching this goddamn video of Street Fighter Four on the iPhone, would you play this? No. Either of you? No. Can you do me a favor, Austin? When you Maybe. put up. When you put up that we're talking about this in this particular part, can you splice in the awesome techno music from that video? No, because I don't want to have anything to do with this bullshit game. Maybe. <laughs> um, if I Maybe. had an iPhone and the game was like $5 or less, I'd probably buy it and play it. Ugh. I mean, Ugh. I'll, like, I'm of the mindset that if a game is under $5, it's, you know, worth checking out. Especially when the video looked, didn't look that bad. 
No, the video of it itself looked great graphically, but that type of thing is just not something I want to play. And to uh, to to um to extend your bit about like, am I part of the problem by not buying sixty dollars games? I think that people supporting games that don't make sense is also part of the problem. Not you particularly, but I mean like this shows that hey, people want to play this game on the iPhone even if they buy it and then they hate it because all they see is that sale. And this, it's a game that they should not spend... I don't think they should spend their resources making an iPhone game when they could be making a better game somewhere else. Do they do demos on the iPhone? I don't even know. No, uh, I don't, I don't so. know. I, I mean, know. if there was Actually, a way to get a demo of it, I, mean, I, I would probably research... If I, okay, if I was an iPhone owner and I was interested in buying this particular game, I would probably do research before I buy it because, I mean, I do research with anything. So, like, yes, people who buy things without knowing what they're buying are part of the problem. I'm probably going to eventually own an iPhone, and I will check out this game, and I will let you guys know if it's any good. Ugh, don't Hopefully support we'll this first. bullshit. Yeah, ugh, God, $2. please don't support that shit. Ugh, oh, oh, painful. Painful. <laughs> and if it's a full-blown game, I highly doubt that it'll Wait, be... when is the game supposed to come out? When is this? March. This is it before PAX? I don't know. I don't know what the date is, nor do I really care. Oh, I was going to say, I guarantee there'll be people at PAX with iPhones who will that's have a good this point. game. So you'll that's have a, a way to point. probably view it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, oh, God. How stupid. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think... Uh, Civ Rev came out for iPhone, and it was basically the full version. And it was a bargain at $10. But I think, knowing that, I don't think that something like Street Fighter Four is going to go as cheap as 5 bucks. True. I could be wrong, but I, I they think only showed that... Ryu and Ken. Well, they had they had um they had a select oh, screen wait, of yeah, at least eight people. At least eight people. Yeah, that's true. I did see it. So maybe they have the original World Warriors as the eight. Um, I don't know. I I feel like this is this is a, an issue of where and and Giant Bomb touched on this briefly, but I'm not limiting it to just Wii owners. But you know, certain platform owners. Are like, hey, why doesn't this game? Why doesn't X game come out on Y system? What the fuck? And Company B says, well, it just wouldn't make sense because I don't think it would work on that system. We wouldn't want to water it down. And then they go ahead and make an iPhone version. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I know that you just want to make money, but still, that that's bullshit. You know, if if you want to come out and say the market's not there for it, which I think is also not necessarily true, but is a more feasible excuse. Then okay, I don't I don't like it, but it's a it's a reasonable reason. But to say that you don't want to hurt the integrity of the game to water it down and then turn around and be like, oh, we're gonna make a touchscreen based thing, you know? Uh, watch them turn around and make Street Fighter Four for the DS, <laughs> okay? And then be like, oh, it doesn't make sense on Wii, but we'll make it for DS. And it's like, what? What? Eh? It would make more it, like like I said offline, you know, the whole Tatsunoko versus Capcom thing. They brought that out on Wii. So if they're talking about a, a capable system. That's surely a capable system. But I, I I don't know. Maybe they're worried that not enough people have classic controllers and the DS does have six buttons. So I don't know. But still, it's stupid. Don't buy iPhone Street Fighter 4. Buy it for buy it for PSP when it comes out inevitably at some point in like 2015. But I don't have something. a PSP and I will eventually have an iPhone. That's your problem. It you is should my not problem. Don't get an iPhone, dude. Get, get What are you on? Are you on Verizon now? Yeah, but I hate Verizon. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, I was going to say, get anything but iPhone because of the fact that the call quality is terrible. Like, I don't tried... care about call quality. Oh, I don't, you don't make phone calls. I want the iPhone for all the crazy apps. Oh, okay. Fine. That That's different then. I thought you needed a phone. 
No. <laughs> you know, part of actually most of iPhone is phone. Right. You take out the phone, it's just I. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to have a phone and I want to buy an touch. I. I want an so I. That's why I want. Yeah. Why? Why, do, why is Skype making flashy things at me? <laughs> because they're sending you like, uh, oh, someone's sending you uh, a, a conversation. A, a, a conversation. Yes. Oh. Al's saying to move on, but I want to find out what you what, what you don't like about Verizon. Because this I'm, is totally not podcast. Material, I know. I just want to know because if had, there's something that I should know, I should get off of Verizon. I just had terrible like experiences with their service and like oh. stuff. Like I've had problems with my phone. I've gone in and like just nobody can help me, and it's stuff that they should be able to help me with, and it just seems like nobody cares. So you know, you know why? I'm, I'm sure most phone providers are going to be that way, but. Like, I'm not going to renew with somebody who already is that way. You know why you're having problems? Because you don't why? have the Nilo factor. <laughs> Nilo is the, is, the ba- is, is the bassist in Al's <clears throat> band, and he is also a kick-ass Verizon uh, salesman and hooks me up and shit. So shout out to Nilo. But um, you should move to New York and have some of the Nilo effect. Then you would stay with Verizon. <laughs> it's the only Maybe. reason why I'm staying with Verizon, honestly. Like, I was about to jump off the Sprint and get a Palm Pre, and then Palm Pre... Plus came out Verizon. I was like, oh, maybe I should stay here. Then I ended up getting a droid, which is pointless anyway. Welcome um, to the Tri-Cell Podcast. Yeah. I have a, I had Street Fighter 4 on my droid, and it's awesome because it has a keyboard. No. Droid does. It, it does, actually. It really does. But, uh, yes, so let us move on to uh, our, our this weird story, and I think Al's the one who... Who who kind of found it? I mean, it was out there, but he was the one who 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 saw something interesting about it. So, Infinity Ward versus Activision. What can you tell us about this slap fight, if it is a slap fight in the first place? Um, well, this is how it kind of works. The heads of Infinity Ward, which um, I might as well pull up the story so that I can get names and stuff like that. Yeah, right, pretend right? I don't know anything about it because I don't. All right, then that that makes things even better. The heads of Infinity Ward, Vince Sampella and Jason West, were uh, escorted out of Infinity Ward by security just suddenly oh, one day. Oh, shit. And um, it, it was, I think, one day last week. I don't even listen. Did they find their office in a box? Um, no, no. They went to work as normal and then were escorted out by um, security. So they didn't even get the courtesy of having a box to put all their shit in. That's low. Robert Bowling staging a coup. <laughs> so he, sh- uh, he should. I mean, he's still with the company. He should be like, you know what? We're marching anyway. Go go on. Sorry. So <clears throat> what happened is, um, I'm just gonna go based on like this. I'm I'm looking at a summary of the whole thing, and they're calling it a scandal. Um. Scandalous. What is happening is that the rumors are that they were fired and you know, no one said anything officially about this whole thing. So no one really kind of knows what the true status is. Mm-hmm. And there is an SEC filing um, from Activision that says they launched an investigation into some, you know, questionable conduct at Infinity Ward, including, oh. quote, insubordination and, quote, breaches of contract that affected, quote, two senior employees. 
hmm. which would, you know, lead us to what happened. Um, <clears throat> the rumor, another rumor is that Activision sent security guards to the Infinity Ward offices. Who those men are, who sent them, and more importantly, what they were doing there have yet to be determined. So, technically, that's still a rumor. Right. Uh, the SEC filing is legitimate, and Jason West no longer works at Infinity Ward. His LinkedIn profile is showing that he's unemployed as of, like, that morning. Right. And then he had some funny Twitter. It was like, Jason, what's this drinking? Also unemployed. <laughs> um, so then they have some updates. Uh, let's see. CEO and studio head Vince Sampella's LinkedIn account updated about 9 a.m. Mountain Time. And the profile now shows his job at Infinity Ward as previous employment. And under experience, it lists his job ending at Infinity Ward this month after eight years and three months with the company. His current job and title listed as TPD. Uh, let's see. G4 reported about 1 p.m. Mountain Time that Bobby Kotick is scheduled to meet with Infinity Ward momentarily. They didn't respond to that. Then they talked about stuff that happened between Call of Duty. Basically, Activision and Infinity Ward are fighting over the direction of Call of Duty because Infinity Ward is being placed on Infinity War, uh, Infinity War, Call of Duty Modern <laughs> Warfare, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare is supposed to be a two-year cycle. Yeah. Right. Oh, and they're trying to force them into a one-year cycle? I don't know exactly. I'm going to see if I get more information about this, but the the issue surrounds the redirection of Call of Duty to you know the old school Call of Duty that takes place like I guess it that takes World place War. in in World, World War 2. Yep. Yeah. Being a one-year franchise. Uh, every year they're going to come out with a new regular Call of Duty, but every two years they're going to come out with a new model. Oh, oh shoot me now. And, yeah, it's bullshit. Um, so why now, is Infinity Ward even... Why would Infinity Ward care about that? Because they don't... Like, I mean, Treyarch just handles all that stuff now anyway. Um, there is something money-related or something I'm going to... Let's see. Infinity Ward's two most recent games were 2007's Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare and 2009's Modern Warfare 2. In between, Activision owned Treyarch, developed Call of Duty World at War, and is expected to be making 2010's Call of Duty, keeping with Activision's annual Call of Duty cycle. Infinity Ward, according to conversations Kotaku had with employees at the studio in the past, is a one-game studio and one committed to two-year cycles. For Infinity Ward, making a Call of Duty annually would not have been consistent with the studio's current structure. Um, Kotaku has continued to hear from sources that Infinity Ward wanted to make either a new IP or a game set in the future, but Activision resisted that. And they were having tension about, I guess, making a new game. As opposed to just working on Call of Duty. Right. And that, I think, is part of what is... Calling, they're calling part of what's creating this situation. Um, then it says Activision just laid out plans for the Call of Duty series, which includes a new business unit and a new studio. Uh, mind you, they this week Activision uh, announced. I don't know if you guys know this, but they announced that their financial structure is based on three games, three game franchises. That's it. Call of Duty, Guitar Hero, <laughs> and oh, man. World of Warcraft. That is where all their money is coming from. And on top of that, 98% of Blizzard's income is World of Warcraft. So imagine if World of Warcraft just, you know, declined very greatly. That would be, technically, it, it's not, but it's 
until StarCraft 2 and Diablo 3 come out, that would be the end of Blizzard. Theoretically. Oh, my so, God. <sighs> uh, news wow. report about this uh, new plans for Call of Duty uh, really quickly in a Michael McWhorter special. McWhorter! Apostrophe! Uh, this is from March 2nd. Activision announced new strategic plans for Call of Duty, announcing a new developer for the franchise and confirming the departure of key Infinity Ward staffers. Activision announced it will form a dedicated Call of Duty business unit that will bring together <laughs> its... That's like EA no, making no. a Sims business unit. I know. The, the Call of Duty was implied. It, they were, they're going to form a dedicated business unit that will bring together its various new brand initiatives with okay. focused, dedicated resources around the world. Plans to expand the Call of Duty brand, quote, with the same focus seen in its Blizzard Entertainment business unit. Oh, what that, does that mean one great game every 15 years? And, <laughs> and making money off of that one great game? Because I don't know if that's possible with Call of Duty. Uh, placing your focus on, quote, high-margin... Di- oh, they're going to make an MMO, maybe. Placing a focus on, quote, high-margin digital online content and further the brand as the leading action entertainment franchise in new geographies, new genres, and with new digital business models, which means really seeing the game in other countries probably with more localized content, which I have no idea on how they're going to do. I mean, I think that MMO-ish thing kind of makes sense given how the multiplayer in Call of Duty 4 and Modern Warfare 2 work out, and given that, you know, they probably see Mag and they're like... We can That's do that true. shit. Yeah, you know? they could. They could very well do Mag and make it uh, massive you know, action duty. <laughs> Mac. No, no, that's mad. Mad. <laughs> I'm thinking call. Mad. All right. So, um, yeah, as previously announced, Activision will release a new Call of Duty game from series co-developer Treyarch, responsible for Call of Duty Three and World of War, World at War, this fall. Developer Infinity Ward is still scheduled to release two downloadable map maps from Modern Warfare Two. In 2011, Activision will release another new game in the Call of Duty series from an unspecified developer. It also announced plans for another Call of Duty-based title from developer Sledgehammer Games, the recently formed studio by Death creative leads Glenn Schofield and Michael Condry. The Sledgehammer Helm title will, quote, extend the franchise into the action-adventure genre. <sighs> the previously mentioned Call of Duty business unit will be led by Philip Earl, blah, blah, blah. And then Let's make a Guitar Hero platformer! Uh, then they talked about how Jason West and Vincent Pella are no longer with Infinity Ward uh, but then at the same time they say Activision doesn't comment on HR matters related to its studios when they were talking about the insubordination issue right <clears throat> and that's probably what it was it was probably them going like fuck you don't do this to the thing that we built and Activision's like fuck you <laughs> do whatever you want man. we own you in fact get out here's a box put your life in it go bye <laughs> Go drink. So in um, uh, a really silly, in my opinion, uh, twist of fate, dun, 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 dun. people are now comparing Infinity Ward um, and Activision to Jay Leno and Conan. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'll go to the next point of the story with this. And after they were departed, from Infinity Ward, Jason West and Vincent Pella, Zoo, Z O O, no, Sue Activision for unpaid royalties. What? Yeah. And no, I'm, I'm saying, what was that whole Zoo, Sue, Sue thing? Oh, because I was trying to say Sue and I said Zoo, <laughs> and I'm a dumbass. That's what happened. Mm. Uh, quote from uh, the attorney. 
Activision has refused to honor the terms of its agreements and is intentionally flouting the fundamental public policy of this state, California, that employers must pay their employees what they have rightfully earned. Instead of thanking, lauding, or just plain paying Jason and Vince for giving Activision the most successful entertainment product ever offered to the, pro- to the public, Okay, that's hmm. pretty lofty. Uh, last month, Activision hired lawyers to conduct a pretextual investigation into unstated and ups- unsubstantiated charges of quote insubordination and quote breach of con. Uh, sorry, breach of anti-transubstantiationism, <laughs> which then became the grounds of termination <laughs> on Monday, March first. Uh, Jason West and Vincent Pellis say, "Oh, Jason West says we were shocked by Activision's decision to terminate our contract." We poured our heart and soul into that company, building not only a world-class development studio, Mr. Plants vs. Zombies, but assembling a team. <laughs> We've been pro- uh, I've said that because Pete's now playing Plants vs. Zombies. Honestly, oh. the story's gotten kind of boring for me. Yeah, I stopped I listening about I'm sorry. halfway. I will shut the fuck up now. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm, other people might be interested. It's just like it. It there's nothing actually like in. There's no. You just go keep going. Okay. Um, well, there's really nothing else. I mean, it's just all fluff now. It's uh. Do you, you know, think if I hang up on him, will he notice? Yeah, he will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's wine, wine, wine. We worked. We didn't get paid. Wine, wine. <laughs> I mean, I'm I not. Mean, say, I'm not belittling their issue. I'm yeah, like I'm not trying to do that either because it's it's important for them and stuff. It's just like you know, it's it doesn't need to be really be a public issue. It could just be. It can be summed up in like a few words: Activision is screwing in Infinity Ward. Possibly, I have no idea. They Maybe should just they leave, because I think that's how Infinity Ward was created. That was how, first yeah, place. it was. Twenty nineteen was with EA, and then they they defected, and then and they you know it became Call Infinity of Duty War. versus Men of Valor, and Men of Valor was shit, apparently. But uh, twenty nineteen was the Medal of Honor people, right? Yes, yes. yes. And um, so and they defected. The the people were kind of saying, you know, because of this this could really have a serious effect on Infinity War because they could just up and leave just like they did before. They should. <clears throat> and it's possible they should. that might just happen next week. They shouldn't. They should go back to EA and be like, yo, guess what? And then the EA will be like, nah, we have dice. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Then they'll be fucked. They should go to Capcom. Oh, that'd be and, great. And help them make, what the what's that thing called? Vanquish? <laughs> oh, make the Vanquish know. multiplayer. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's the end of that little uh, crap from last week. And um, also what occurred last week at the same day was um, the PlayStation Network. Wait, wait, before you move on to that, it, uh, all I got to yeah. say is with Activision trying to make a, a World War II Call of Duty year after year, Saving Private Ryan was out over 10 years ago. There's enough of that out there. Stop it. <laughs> you make one or two every console generation, and just leave it alone. Yeah, it's Stop like one it. every year, and but they, you know, they realize that. Go eat that, a dick. <clears throat> they realize that without Call of Duty, like thirty-three percent of their revenue is out. And I think I'm that's just, crazy. I'm just waiting for the Guitar Hero bubble to burst. In I mean, I'm sorry. I'm waiting for the Guitar Hero esque type bubble to burst on Call of Duty. Now, that's not to say that it's going to happen because. Um, They've the, their oversaturation of the Call of Duty brand mm-hmm. hasn't been happening like it has with Guitar Hero yet. But then they talk about let's make an action adventure Call of Duty, and I think we're gonna expand the franchise into a Call of Call of Puzzle, and then let's have like 
let's have Puzzle like duty. <laughs> yeah, let's play. Let's have like duty hero. And make have, a duty. Like, make for a kids. Duty. Have have a Call of Duty game that we can play with our guitar controllers. Fuck you. Up the rectum. <laughs> okay, Sony PlayStation Three. Continue. Yes. All right. So March first. Um, PlayStation. Fuck you, Activision. Sorry. <laughs> Old Fuck PlayStations Sony. or PS3 fats, as we can say, all across the country were um, actually not booting up games, not like not booting, period. And it seems to be related to the fact that um, there was something with PlayStation Network, they were doing an upgrade, and because of the leap year, it screwed with something that was coded into the PS3s. The, oh, the it Nokia was the leap year that did it. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so on March 1st, like all the, everybody was like booting up their PS3s to play games and they couldn't even play their games because of an error that was related to PlayStation Network. Like when they rebooted their PS3s, it would bring them up to a screen that was like, um, some error screen. And now I'm great. I'm on this stupid Kotaku story about you are not alone. It has like a Michael Jackson, you are not alone. Picture. You and, I and, and I don't know. Michael I Jackson with dual blades, hidden blades. <laughs> Drop that. Uh, they, they Drop were that into your games. They were, of course, comparing this outage to um, the Zoom outage that was affecting all the 30 gigs. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, it got fixed. Um, let's see. That same day, apparently. It fixed itself. They blamed... Uh, Sony officially blamed a bug in the system's internal clock for the error that rendered numerous PlayStation trophy-enabled games unplayable and limited use of PlayStation Network downloads. Um, so apparently now everything is fine. Well, of course everything is fine now. It's, um, it's, you know what's funny is um, when I uh, to, to provide context, Pete, uh, my friend Dave, uh, a whole bunch of of, of us uh, of our friends go to his house to watch Twenty Four on Monday nights, mm-hmm. and Usually we arrive like half an hour earlier. We'll throw something in his DVD player. Now he owns a PS3 strictly for Blu-ray player. He's not a video game player, but he it was the best Blu-ray player at the time, and it still is, I think. Um, and so and, and it was the most reasonably priced because all Blu-ray players are like three fifty or whatever at that point. Right. And so he uh, he stuck in a DVD to watch, and that error came up. And I'm like, you don't even go online or even use it at all. Like what the fuck? But we were still able to play the DVD. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was funny that someone who doesn't even use it for anything related to video games or anything that like would be affected by the error got the error. He, his uh, PS3 is connected to the internet. It is not. That's weird. I guess it's because of the because the clock. I'm reading the 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 official um, bulletin about it. To, to for lack of a better word, it said. We are aware that the internal clock functionality of history units other than the slim model recognize the year 2010 as a leap year. Having the internal clock date change from February 29th to March 1st, both GMT, we have verified that the symptoms are now resolved and that users are able to use their PS3 normally. So basically, the PS3, the old PS3s, were showing March 1st as February 29th. See, what's, what's odd to me is that at first I was going to say, okay, like, you can't – this is something that, that, that can't necessarily be fully tested reliably, so cut them some slack. Because if it's something weird with the clock, they'd have to go through every single possibility with the clock and, like, 
let the PS3 sit on for an in some some random amount of time testing every date with the clock. Mm-hmm. You know, so that means how 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 far are you going to go to 2099 to make sure that the shit works? You know, how far are you going to go? True. But if it's recognizing 2010 as a leap year when clearly a leap year happens every 4 year like the Olympics, then they should, you know, not have assigned that as a leap year. So it's just weird to me that they let that slip. Yeah. Very very weird. And that they were able to, and that the slim ones were not affected by this because obviously someone spotted something. And was like, wait, we gotta tweak this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I would like to end this by saying that I read on Engadget uh, a, an article about this, and they called the situation apocalypse, where it said PS3 in the end. At the end, yeah, PS3. I saw that. I saw. That. I was <laughs> like, oh my god, who the hell thought of that? <laughs> so witty. So Sylvia <laughs> Thomas Sylvia Thomas <laughs> Um and Pete Pete has an an experience that he will talk about with that PS3 later um Yes later in the Yes 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 about uh but we have a surprise. For once, we have a mailbag supplied by Edu Buccaneer. And that's not a surprise because I announced it at the beginning of the podcast. He says, hey, peeps. And you know what? I will paste this in the chat window since Pete has listening problems so he can read it. I um, can hear you. Yeah, but you can't <laughs> Yeah, listen. you can hear me, but are you listening? Oh, bad 90s <laughs> movie references. Um, hey, peeps. I know you guys must be in episode 200 or something by now. Sorry, Austin. Just kidding. No, you're not. Fuck you. Um... <laughs> But recall back to your discussion of Mega Man in 164. I have to say I felt just like Al when I first played Mega Man as a kid. I hated it. I rented it out of a place near my grandma's place who had an NES, along with Mad Max, of all games, and absolutely hated Mega Man. Too damn hard. I don't remember getting a single boss down, so you can imagine how bad I disliked it since I ended up playing the truly god-awful Mad Max game, right? Funny enough, I had another thing that I hated as a kid be something... I truly liked as I grew older, Star Wars. I thought those movies were absolutely boring as hell when I was little, only to truly like them later. From this comes my question, which hopefully will make its way to you before you record today. Good timing. In regards to movies, books, games, music, entertainment in general, is there something from way back in your childhood that you used to hate but now love or just enjoy at least a little bit? Mustard. (laughs) <laughs> I used to I used to hate mustard and now I like it on my hot dogs and and on other foods and sandwiches. I'm not even joking. Like it, it, that is the first thing that comes to mind and I know it's not entertainment but food is entertaining to me. So, mustard. <laughs> mustard. Um I have fired I'm the opening salvo. I await your counterattack. Uh Pete will probably go before me, but I just like to say that I hate the fact that every time I go to Wikipedia and I put in a, a search command, it cannot find it cannot like break down the dns of wikipedia for like five minutes and i have to keep clicking try again try again try again until it finally clicks through it's bullshit i really should complain but i just don't care pete (laughs) um wiki wiki i'm having trouble thinking of video game stuff but i can think of one like major example in my life uh, not not as good as mustard, but I used to when I was a kid. I hated roller coasters. Like, ooh, that I feel the same way. Yeah, but now they're the only thing I ever want to ride when I go to an amusement park. Like, I consider myself a roller coaster roller coaster enthusiast now, 
and I hate all other amusement park rides. How could you hate the teacups? Because <laughs> spinny rides make me sick. Yeah, but when I was a kid, they didn't. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, I, I was I – was, roller coasters didn't make me sick. I was just scared of them. But then as I grew older, I got over getting scared, and I loved them. But then spinny rides started making me sick, so – you know, I felt the same way, and, and I know this is not a video game, but there is Roller Coaster Tycoon. Ha! Tie-in! But uh, <laughs> I, I remember um, once I had a sprained ankle from bat, from playing basketball, and then we were all going to Great Adventure, and I, I just was not a roller coaster dude, to the point where we were going to ride the Batman, and because your feet dangle in the Batman ride. That was one of my first inverted coasters, and it, I loved it. Yeah. I was, I was paranoid that it would affect my sprained ankle because my legs were flapping around. Yeah. So I was like, I can't go on that thing. However, Aww. when uh, I think, I think it was like when I gra- either when I graduated or the year before I graduated from college, we all took a trip to Great Adventure again, and this was when the Superman first came out, and I was deathly like afraid of that thing. I'm just like, I'm not gonna fucking hang from Wait. that thing. Oh but, yeah, Superman is there. That's right. Never mind. I'm yeah. thinking of something else. Oh. Um, but like you know, they strap you in, and then they turn you your. So your they lift your is, butt up, so you're yeah. Flying. So your par- your stomach is parallel to the ground, right? But they te- they they you know they buckle you in so tight that you know I barely. I shouldn't say this because it's not representative of the sensation, but I guess to kind of put it into context, I barely felt a thing that I should be that sh- that I should have trepidation towards, meaning like. All the shit that, like, you know, all this dizziness and the sickness and, like, you know, just the fear that I might fall out of the thing. I did not feel any of that. And I'm just like, wow, that was kind of awesome. Let's go try something else. And, like, after that trip, I'm just like, I love roller coasters. I want to go on the Nitro again. It's so scary and awesome. Let's do that again. And the the line was, like, three hours long. I'm like, oh, never mind. Let's go to Rolling Thunder. But, yeah, since then, I was just like, yes, roller coasters are good. Yes. And then... I went on uh, El Toro, which was basically Rolling Thunder on steroids. El Toro's awesome, yep. That shit was fucking insane. It was like up and down and up and down and up I and down. I recreated that in Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. I oh, mean, nice. I don't, I don't have that file anymore because it was back when Aww. I was still living in PA and back when Aww. I owned, owned the old ones before I got it, we got it on Steam. Aww. But uh, yeah, that, that Roller Coaster is amazing. Um, side story, because uh, you were mentioning about Batman and made me think about the Batman and Robin Chillers. <laughs> For those that don't know, there are uh, a pair of roller coasters at uh, Six Flags Great Adventure. In Which one was the better one again? Um, it depends on what you like. I think Robin was the red one, and that one I thought was better because that one did the uh, like it went, uh, it shot up and then like kind of corkscrewed back in, and then yeah, 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 it, it yeah. did more of like a U thing, whereas Batman just kind of went up and over. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. What they yeah. are is they're uh, again for people who don't know, they're like what is it called linear induced motion roller coasters where they use magnets to launch you at high speeds out of the launch area and mm-hmm. then you just kind of go up this it's like a short track just like one little thing and then you go backwards back through it back to the launch area mm. i one time mm. i went with my friends and i seriously rode those probably about like 40 times <laughs> and then they wanted to go on the free fall and in the line for the free fall i just got hit with nausea and threw up <laughs> i can't do the i can't do the free fall thing i i no i can't do that you know what i think i feel like it's because the batman and robin ended up being so like such old news Near the end, obviously, like every roller coaster, but that, like, especially that one, ended up being such old news by the end of its run that it was so easy to get on. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, I, I, whenever I went there, I never actually rode on that ride because it was always shut down. 
you know it's been overrated, and I don't know how this turned into the roller coaster podcast, but I think it's awesome. Um, <laughs> what what I, I Al, you and I, this is when you and I went uh, with your friends, uh, the King de Ka. Ugh, that King one's Ka. awesome too. Hell yeah! I, see, I, all I, the roller coasters at Six Flags are awesome. See, I I didn't think it was awesome. I thought for the for the brief split second that it lasted, it was awesome. But it was too short for me. Like we waited. Al, did we even have? We didn't have a fast pass, did we? Oh, we did. We did, but it was. And still we still like had an to hour wait. And a half wait. Yeah, and, and then they we just went like in there. Shut the their ride down like system. once or twice or something like yeah. that. It was just like shoom up, shoom down, and that's it. And I'm just like, uh, really? Yeah, it's all about that 165 miles an hour thing. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, like, I, I will say for the time again for the time that it lasted, it was fun, but it just didn't last long enough. So yeah. I, I, you know. I, I guess if the park had no people in it and there was no line for King of the Cop, I'd go on it seven times in a row, maybe. Uh, but that will never happen. <laughs> at, that that ain't how shit works. Um, but okay, uh, game wise, this isn't this isn't <laughs> no from more my roller coasters. Chi- this isn't from my childhood per se. But I mean, a perfect example is Final Fantasy VIII. I mean, yeah, it's something because you, you both were talking about that recently. Yeah. So I mean, it's something that I that I hated um, because I just didn't think that it did a good job of what it you know what it tried to do not not what it tried to do but what it was trying to do in the first place wasn't a good thing and now that i've come to appreciate it i think it's a good game uh, i don't think it's ooh, a great ooh, game ooh, i got one. Oh, go 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 go, go 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 no no i, I was, I was done with final fantasy 8 because i talked a lot about that before and i'm I was about to talk about the, it with what you've been playing the mist series because uh, ah. when that first came out i was pretty young and stuff and my dad was into it and i was too young to really figure out the puzzles um so I kind of just watched him play, and if I ever played alone, I couldn't really figure anything out. But as I got older, and I was able to actually deduce the you know the reasoning behind stuff and figure out actually how to solve the puzzles, I really actually did enjoy that series a lot. Um, so yeah, that that's mine. <laughs> no, that's a good one because I've had an up and down with that. I I when it first came out, I'm like, oh, this is really cool, and then when I actually started really getting into it and like trying to solve the puzzles, I'm just like, this is really stupid and like this is basically just hypercard like, what the fuck like this is because it, it was built on the hypercard engine I think and it's just like uh, fuck this game and then inexplicably like three years ago three years ago let me do my math correctly six years ago I ended up buying like the entire mist collection just because I was just like you know what I may dislike this game but it is a part of gaming history and I am I, I consider myself a student of games so I will buy this and try to play it again and then I started playing uh, the original one, and I'm like, you know what? It's not a good game, but it, uh, it's not that bad. I don't know why I hate it so much. And then GameSpot sent me the Mist for DS to review, and I'm like, I hate this game. <laughs> but but that but that's that's because the DS version is awful by okay. by all rights. I don't know how you, I I don't know how you make an awful adventure game on the DS. It's like pseudo-tourism, but I, I think mostly it's because the graphics are so bad. And so dithered that it's hard to point out things that you need to get, and like the touch screen aspect of it, like it feels like some of the touch areas in that game are way too um, tight because you're on a smaller screen, sure. and so you end up picking the wrong thing up, and uh, not that you pick things wrong, but but you end up clicking on the wrong thing. And there was a final puzzle in the game that um that almost didn't work because I don't know if any of you have played like the anniversary edition or whatever that had that has like a new uh, a new mist world to it at the end that that wasn't in the original game. Never There's played. a puzzle that's based on shapes and colors of of statues, 
and because of because the DS screen is so or the DS graphics are so dithered and small, there were two statues that looked almost exactly alike. So you couldn't tell which one you were supposed to press. Like when you were, so yeah, that was gross. Um, anything about you all that you hated when you were a kid and that now you actually like? Sure. Well, I should I shouldn't say that you hated the Bowser music. You just were scared. I was gonna say, no, uh, something well, like Bowser music underwater, by the way. Yeah, I hated RPGs. Um, when oh, I got that's... Dragon Warrior with uh, my Nintendo Power for free, I couldn't stand it. Um, part of, you know, me and my little pussy kid nature, um, I kept jumping <laughs> at the random battles. And <laughs> I, I didn't like running around in the cave in the dark. And having the candle go out on me, like dun, I, dun, I, it dun, never went dun, out dun, on dun, me, dun. but I never wanted it to either. Because I guess dun, I really dun, put dun. myself in those situations, and I, I wouldn't want to be in a cave, knowing that there's a green dragon that's gonna be like super tough waiting for me. Uh, you know, jolly green you know, dragon. Now I'd be like, oh, there's a fucking dragon down there. Let's take go. that shit down, take bitch. It down, like Final Fantasy twelve. Now I'm like, oh, where's the next mark? Oh, where's the next one? So, Dungeon Souls, bitches. Dungeon Souls. Demon Souls. Yes, Demon Dungeons. Souls. Which, uh, Dungeon Souls. Which I must say, I, I can't wait to get now. I was talking with somebody, and he was like, I fucking love this game, even though I died 30, 40 times on the first castle. <laughs> it's like, it's not a lesson of something that sucks, but a lesson of the game teaching me that this is not what I'm supposed to do. And Word. I'm like, that's what I was saying. I like stuff like that. I really want it, but we talk. This about makes me want time. to play Share in the Wanderer again. Mm. Oh, oh, that was torture, but good torture. Oh, masochism. So. I, I have to say the same thing that you did RPGs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I, I told the story about how I first got introduced to Final Fantasy. It was my friend had uh, Final Fantasy Legend for the Game Boy, which, for those who don't know, is actually Saga, the first game, and they, they mm-hmm. changed the name for the states because of marketing. And I was like, "What the fuck is this shit with menus? Like, what? Like, you don't do anything. It's just so stupid." I really didn't like it, but I, I don't know if this qualifies for the question because, like, I, I, the question implies that, oh, later on in your life you ended up liking it. No, this happened actually instantaneously, not instantaneously, but very quick. Like, I was like, this is stupid. Like, I didn't say this to his face, but I was like, I was like, this is stupid. I don't like this. And then he kept on playing it. I'm like, all right, let me watch you play this. And I became slowly intrigued. And, like, a couple of weeks later, like, he was like, yo, you want to borrow this? I'm like, okay. And I started playing it. I'm like, I kind of like this. It's kind of cool. I think I want my own, but I don't have a Game Boy, so I'll just wait. And then Final Fantasy 2 came out for Super Nintendo when I got that, and I'm just like, <gasps> yeah, that's what did it for me too. So, yeah, that was pretty fast, but I did think that RPGs were really stupid back then. And, it, you know, uh, it's even funnier. I hated um, Dragon Warrior for its various reasons, and then I got Final Fantasy, like, off of some weird Woolworths five ninety nine shit. Woolworth. Yeah. Wow. That's how old that. How long ago it's been since like you know when I got the Final Fantasy. I got and a whole bunch I, of Mad Balls from Woolworth. <laughs> Mad Balls. <laughs> I used to be the illest fan of Mad Balls. But anyway, um, <laughs> I would play Final Fantasy. That had to have been about ten or eleven, and I couldn't quite get it. Still, 
Like, I think um, I might have gotten up to... I might have gotten up to Lich's Cave back when I was 10. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a big feat for somebody who doesn't like RPGs. And... Um, then I kind of just didn't play it, but you know I've never finished the Nintendo version, nor will I ever aspire to, because it's just broken. I played it on DS, and they fixed a lot of the you know BS. That... You mean the, the GBA version? Yeah, uh, I did say DS, right? The GBA yeah. version. You played it on your DS, though. No, I played. Or it on no, not GBA. even. It, DS okay. didn't even come out yet. Okay. Um, well, actually, no, it did. But I don't think I had it yet, or I wasn't. I'd rather use the micro, whatever, anything. You know, the biggest problem with Final Fantasy was the fact that once you got to the end of a dungeon, you had to crawl your ass back out, and you didn't have enough resources really, unless you really overleveled, unless you were really. Oh, that's right, and and like the the save system was all bored too. You had to buy a house or save at an inn. That's true too. You couldn't even save it in, right? You had to buy a house. No, no, no. You had you you were only able to save it in, uh, but you were only able to rest in a tent or a cottage, and there was there was no place to save inside a dungeon. Right. That that I remember that, and that stayed up until Final Fantasy IV. Right. Slash two. Wait, wait, wait. I, I remember though that you had to, you could save in a house. You had to buy the house, and it would heal you, and you could also save. No. I think maybe... You... That game is fucked up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, yeah, you were probably able to save at a tent. Yeah. I'm not sure. That shit is so... doesn't matter. All I know is that they improved very greatly on it on the remake, and I applaud Square Enix for making a Final Fantasy one that is actually playable, playable to yeah. a regular human RPG player. So let's move on. I thought of something else. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I like when I was a kid and stuff. I, I and arcades were actually around. I uh, I kind of didn't really enjoy the like the more basic arcade games. You know the classics now, like Pac Man and mm. and Galaga and things mm. like that. Like I, I mean, go to an arcade. I'd like to play like the zany, crazy new things like uh, Afterburner. I, yeah, stuff. Simpsons. Anything that had a moving cabinet. Or yeah, beat 'em up games like four player beat 'em up the Simpsons. L.A. Simpsons, Machine Guns, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, the Jurassic light, Park. Light gun games were great. Um, there, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. Like one of my favorite arcade games, and it's like terrible, is a uh, quick time event holographic game that I can't remember the name of. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, like had this like white cabinet with like a dome thing on it because it had to use the mirrors and stuff for the holograph hol- holograms. Uh, and, uh, basically it was all just quick time events like Dragon's Lair where like, you know, a scene would play out in holographic full, uh, full motion video stuff. And, uh, you'd be like, push a direction to like, you know, push the right direction to progress the scene or whatever. So like space, like space ace or Dragon's Lair. Yeah. Um, and that was awesome. And I I like the, uh, the weird games like that were the, like the old school ticket redemption games before they were all just like, you know, stop the light on the whatever. Uh, ski like, ball? Ski ball? Ski ball and, ski ball uh, fucking rules. I think it was one called, I think it was called, uh, Tin, was it Tin Cat Alley or something? You threw, a, you threw these, like, you know, those little, uh, balls that'd be in kids' ball pits into these huge, like, garbage pails that would, like, uh, they were, like, yellow, blue, red, vi- vibrant colors. Like, there was four of them. And then, uh, every once in a while, they'd, like, lift up a little bit and there'd be, like, a cat underneath holding the garbage lid up. Mm. Um, I don't know if either of you guys know what the fuck I'm talking it about. It sort of sounds familiar. 
I may be thinking of something else, but it does sound like something that I've seen. Oh, okay. Maybe, well, maybe like, because the cat with a garbage can is a <laughs> universal thing in life. Yeah. Um. So, uh, like stuff like that, I enjoyed. But I never enjoyed the classic games. Uh, but now that I'm older, and I think definitely with the like, I, I think Xbox Live Arcade helped this. Is that uh, it? I never, I never enjoyed classic games because it was all about like simplistic game controls and trying to achieve a high score. And high scores never appealed to me. But now, you know, with Xbox Live Arcade and like having your friends' high scores right there and stuff, and uh, right. It it definitely has fostered that competitive aspect, and I do enjoy the simplistic nature of those games now. Like I really like Pac Man, um, I really like Frogger, I really like uh, Joust games like that. Uh, so I definitely think as I got older, I started to appreciate the the actual genius behind those games. Oh man, you mentioned Joust. That brought me back to when I was like eight, and I used to play Joust on Nintendo <clears throat> with uh, my uncle and. Master Mike, <laughs> and he used to school me in that game so bad. And, <laughs> and then I also remember playing that same joust over at um a friend of mine's house, and it it was like I used to get upset. I used to get really mad because in that game, you know, you can knock the other person off of their uh their ostrich and shit. Yeah. And I used to get mad when I got knocked off my ostrich by the other player. Because they did it intentionally. Man, those are the days. Anyway. <laughs> you know what? Okay, so I may, be, I may be getting flames for this, but I want, for 200 Wii points, uh, something that works much like Wii Bowling. I want a ski ball for Wii Wear. For 200 I'm sure. there, I'm no, 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 wait, I'm not done yet. Carnival games. I'm not done yet. No, Carnival, Carnival games is shit. Okay, I'm talking about awesome. just a standalone. It's, awesome. it's shit. Awesome. I, I want a standalone terrible. You want a standalone um, ski ball game? A standalone ski ball game, okay, that spits little tickets out of your SD slot when you win, <laughs> and you can redeem those you tickets. You have to buy a special adapter for your <laughs> Wii. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Oh, or, they or, would probably do that, too. Or they have, they have virtual tickets that give you Club Nintendo points, and you could, like, win shit instead of, you know, just having to enter in your, like, um... Your 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 box codes, like you know how like when you get when you get a Nintendo game that you could put like the mm-hmm. code into Nintendo.com and it adds to your life. But the only way Nintendo could do that is if they would charge you for each time you played the game of Ski That's Ball. true. Like I was going to say, then that'll eliminate the way they'll make money off of Nintendo Club points. Then I will pay one Wii point per ball. <laughs> nah, you know. Well, why don't you just go play real Ski Ball? Because I don't like the prizes. They're like little stupid plastic soldiers. And like the last time I played skee ball, I got taffy, and then I got a stomachache. <laughs> What's wrong with taffy? Taffy's fine. Taffy's delicious. But I'm trying to eat as healthier. A playing skee ball, come on. I think the last time I played an arcade game where the like tickets were given out, I think it was Desi and I think we got lollipops, which were probably like five years old. I, I, Huge I lollipops. Was that Huge lollipops? No, no, little dum dum lollipops. Oh, see. I want this ski ball, this wee ball, okay, to like let us win prizes. Oh, you did not just and, say wee ball. I said wee ball. <laughs> like I wanted, I wanted to let me like earn up to like nine thousand and five hundred and sixty-six tickets to buy a wee, <laughs> and make the circular reference complete. Because you know how like in those carnivals, like you 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 need like a zillion tickets just to buy a wee. 
mm-hmm. or something when it when it would actually cost less money to just go out and buy the Wii than it would like playing the game. That's for sure. Uh, so I, I, I got I, an example of that one real coming up real soon. If I if I hit ten thousand ticket points on my Wii ball, I want to be sent another Wii, and it should be blue. <laughs> That'd be great. Or or. With like a, I've got nothing left to say on this subject. <laughs> like a sticker that says, you just wasted your time and money because you already have a Wii, but here, enjoy your blue Wii. What were you saying, Al? I wasn't saying anything. You said you got a story about that or something. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it later. Let's move oh. on to it. Oh. oh, well, fine then. All right, well, now is later. What is your story? No, no, no. Uh, you actually have to move on to the next segment. Oh, okay. So we're going to take a break and go on to what we've been playing. We're back and on track for the attack. Yeah. Rah, rah, rah. Um, okay, so Al had something, had a story he was saving for later. Well, now it is 30 seconds later. What is Yay. your story? Well, um, tell me about Is this what? actually part of what you've been playing, yes, or is it, it is. a side note of what you've been playing? It is like you said, you bought a TV and stuff like that, and you know what you've been playing. Oh, it's shit you've been doing. Shit, I've been We're now at what we've been doing and playing and stuff. Al, go first. Um, yeah, so I am in my Valiant Crusade to get rid of my debt. And in, uh, as a part of getting rid of my debt, I am not spending any more money through credit cards. Good. I have a credit card that has reward points. And I racked up quite a bit, <clears throat> uh, quite a bit of reward points through this card. And I said, okay, well, since I'm not going to be spending any more money on it, let me go find out what I can get for it. Right. Now I have 9,711 points. And it's not really enough to get, like, anything really worthwhile, like, in terms of travel or amenities and stupid little things like that, which I probably wouldn't even use now anyway. So I'm looking through the, the store, and I notice that they have a music, movies, and games section. And I go look through it. And I then noticed that they have Heavy Rain for PS3 for 7,500 points. And I said, "Ooh, let me go get that. Why not? So I ordered Heavy Rain, and I have it for free, technically. But also, technically, um, I'm going to read what the, um, the points description is. And it goes as follows. How do I earn points? You'll earn points for every net purchase you charge to your credit card with the rewards program. This means you'll receive one point for every one dollar you spend on purchases. You can also earn two points for each dollar you spend when you book flights online through the their travel thing. In addition, there are opportunities to earn bonus rewards at hundreds of online merchants and shopping, blah, 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 blah. Now, I used to get like three points or something like that per dollar for <clears throat> gas because I used to get gas on this card. I think that's mm-hmm. the only reason why I have 9,000 points. But 7,500 points technically You got mad gas. <laughs> Ten, if, if I was to do a dollar per point, 
technically seventy thousand five hundred points means I spent seven thousand five hundred dollars on my credit. Oh card. no, it's math. So I bought every ring for seven thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> wait, wait, said they didn't how much? Seven thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was looking through the other games and whatnot, and like, I was trying to find a game to cl- cover the rest of the points because I have two thousand two hundred eleven points left, and <clears throat> they had some games there. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe you know, you say a thousand points is ten dollars, comparatively, because mm-hmm. it, it it technically is. I mean, <clears throat> seventy five hundred points would be like seventy five bucks, but to be like, oh, seventy five bucks for every ring is kind of overpriced. But when it's practically being handed to you through normal use of your credit card it's it doesn't really mean anything but then you look right. at rise of nations for like two thousand points i'm like but you can get that for like five dollars so why should i bother doing that nah, i don't know if you can anymore because i i lost mine on my japan trip or something i can't find it yeah um and i went looking on amazon again it's back up to 20 i don't know i'll look again now maybe that's why because i want it. it um but then they had like other things like um uh, Dawn of War Gold, which I mean, it's not platinum. It's not three games. But it's two, but that's also the same price. And Rise was... of Nations by ValueSoft, nine dollars and eighty-two cents. Uh, Ooh. by new. Ooh, nice. It's not sorry. five, but it's ten. Sorry, sorry. Keep going. I must have this game. <clears> so anyhow, I I haven't figured out anything to spend the the last bit on, and maybe I'll, uh, I I'll let my regular payments that I usually have going through that card anyway, maybe bump up the uh points. Mm-hmm. But I am getting heavy rain probably in a week or two. Uh, Unless it's, it's one of those things where it's like, please allow six to eight weeks for delivery. No, no. It's actually coming from Amazon. Uh, it should oh, be in three okay. to five days. And Sweet. So that's great. Spoiler um, cast coming up. Spoiler cast. Uh, actually, you know, my gaming schedule is... is Final Fantasy is 13 nothing. on no, Tuesday. No, you will At, stop and nope. play heavy rain. Uh-uh. Final Fantasy 13 on Tuesday. And then after I finish Final Fantasy thirteen, God of War three. And then after God of War three, I'll You know what you should rain. do? Since you're gonna be doing this other shit, when you get your copy of Heavy Rain, you should let Austin borrow it so he can play it while you're not playing it. Uh, that sounds like a good idea to me. Uh, <laughs> Austin, will you even play it? Nope. Got too big of a backlog. We have games from eight thousand years ago that we have to play. They're old. But they're great. <laughs> they are old. So, on to what I've been <laughs> I've only been playing one game this week, and that really? game is Final Fantasy XII. And Final Fantasy XII, uh, I have invested now 65-plus hours in that game, and I'm still not done. Uh, I'm only still not done because I spend a lot of time bullshitting doing marks, which are the optional hunts that you get really good rewards for, but they're also like tests of metal. Because a lot of these enemies whittly, 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 fucked whittly, whittly, up whittly. shit sometimes, like I've mentioned before. Um, there was an enemy that I fought that when its uh, health got low, it restored itself to clear all of its bad status effects. Then it cast White Wind, which made it immune to any status effects. And then it cast Balance, which is um, uh, a spell that hits you for the difference between its max HP and its current HP. Mm-hmm. And so it basically hit everybody for like 18,000. Max HP at the moment is like, what? Three grand? So I died. I was like, what the fuck? It did balance on me, and you can't stop it because A, it's got white wind, so you can't inflict anything to slow it down or to stop it. 
and B, it, it does it so fast that it, it, you can't, it, it goes through reflex. You can't reflect it. So I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I got lucky. I think what I did was I had my tank away from the other two people because it's an area effect spell. And he cast balance on that character, took off like 20-something thousand, and killed her. And then when I replaced her, it didn't cast balance again. And then I killed it. So I got lucky. But the, the first time it happened, it cast balance, killed the three people, and then I had to replace all three people. And it cast balance right then again and killed the other three people. And it was like, game over. I'm like, okay. Glad I saved. So, you got uh, hoes. That, uh, you know, there's enemies like that. And you have to figure out, like, you know, best way to beat them or whatnot. But um, I am pretty much at, like, the final portions of the game. I think I mentioned that last week, but I didn't really get to play much this last week. But I'm going to hopefully put in some good time between now and Tuesday and finish it. And then after work on Tuesday when I get out of the gym, I'm going to go head over to Best Buy and pick it up with a $15 coupon. And I get a $10, like, bonus point thing with the reward zone. So I'm happy about that. Um, anything else about Final Fantasy twelve? Uh, 65 I've, hours. I already mentioned that. Uh, uh, balance. Hush. Stop talking about things I already mentioned. Uh, mentionables. Stop it. Stop it. So I Take that dick off your shoulder. Put it in your mouth. Sure. Take dick off your Anyway, um, <laughs> I ran into a boss. Uh, not even a boss. It was, it's an optional esper. And I was just, like, kind of figuring out a puzzle. And I'm like, oh, let me go over and get this new puzzle. I'm like, okay, this looks like an arena. And it looks like it's going to be a, some kind of boss fight. That And they were talking about on the, the in the, in the area, they were saying, oh, there's some giant worm somewhere, such and such, such. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Worm meaning dragon, if you aren't familiar. So I go and, like, solve the, the mystery of the area. And I get up to the top. And right before I get to the top, I'm like, let me run back and save. I ran back and save. I go up to the top and I get absolutely owned by the Esper that's up there. That's optional. And it was awesome because it was someone with a familiar. I'm not going to mention. But Don't. it was awesome. And it, it's related to the other thing that I mentioned last week where I said I kind of spoiled myself and I found out something. But I'm glad I didn't use it because I would have died. If you don't remember, go back to 166, which isn't up as of the time of this. It will be, I promise. It will be up. I promise. Yeah. I'm out. So, um, that's it. Uh, that's that's all I've been playing. I've just been watching like some movies on 360 and playing Final Fantasy 12 like every waking moment I have. I I had the Slobulus and Slobulus and and Dust Brain Madballs when I was a kid. Wait, the 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 wiki <laughs> that you sent has the the, the various map balls like the Yes, they don't they don't have pictures of them, but oh. they have descriptions. And I remember I had the drooling creature with one eye hanging out and the mummy. I had one that was like uh let's see. I had Check. this <laughs> mm, I think I had the mummy, but I had one that had uh maybe it was Frankenstein. Maybe it was that one because it had uh, the stitches and stuff on it. Yeah. Um, I think I might have had an ARG too. <laughs> Check this out. Crackhead, a head with an exposed brain. This madball was later renamed Bash Brain due to the unpleasant connotations mm. of crackhead as terms for a slang term for a drug user. 
Yes, I'm, I'm Balls promote, uh, what's it called, drug use. Anyway, Pete, what do you play? Okay. Plants vs. Uh, zombies. I'm working on my Zen Garden right now, but let me open up my uh, my list of games. Here. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, all right, well, since you mentioned, I'll start with Plants vs. Zombies since that's right here. Uh, I, yeah, because last week I beat the game while we were recording, and then after we recorded, I spent the rest of the day playing all and be- beating all the mini games. Um, so I did that. All of them? Uh, Even fucking bobsled bullshit? Yeah. Oh my god, how'd you beat the bobsled bullshit? That's are the you, only one they, I haven't beaten. The games are... I don't. I found the mini games to be pretty easy. I got a gold... That's like, not what you, I asked you. you, get, <laughs> <laughs> you the only thing you, can, only thing you can do on it is get a gold trophy, right? Yes, but... Okay, so yes, is, I do have a gold trophy. Uh, bobsled Bonanza, what did I do? I know I used a lot of... Uh, those things that blow up the cars, whatever, the little, like, the spike, spikes, spike things. Okay. And I used chili peppers. Of course, and... those are the only things that you really can use. But the problem is with me, I'll just say very quickly, that they usually give me four bobsleds within the first 90 seconds of the, the, the minigame. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to beat four bobsleds? And I don't even have enough sun to produce anything. Wow, yeah, that's I didn't have it like that. Maybe you just got un, unlucky or something. Every um, time. That was that's weird. I don't think I've had that happen to me. Um I'd have to play it again to see, but uh I remember I remember using those things. I used the uh the the thing that swamps them. I don't remember the name of it. The uh the green thing that like, the you squash. know, squash. Squash. Yeah, that's it. Uh, um uh so I used those <clears throat> and I used cherry bombs <clears throat> and those are all very expensive abilities. It's just like let you know that. 150? That's not 50 and 150 and 125 and those are 100. Those are not expensive. Are you kidding me? Those are expensive. You know why they're expensive? The entire because time I played the game, you have four of them and you can only produce one at a time. Yes, you for you it apparently was crazy. For me, it wasn't. The entire time I played Plants vs Zombies, all through the main game and through the mini games, anything below 200 was never expensive for me. Well, yeah, and and for me, any other time besides the motherfucking bobsled bonanza. Well, I'll play it again, and I'll see if I can figure it out again, and I'll see if that happens to me where I get four in a row, because I don't think that ever happened. Um, maybe you just got sh- like the shitty Plants vs Zombies version. I'm gonna kick your ass. I don't know. We both have the same fucking version. I don't know. <laughs> we bought it from the same store. That maybe is a very update. That is a very it. very difficult stage. It took me a long time to beat it too. Yeah, uh, I, I do Pete remember failing a couple times, but I didn't find it to be any more difficult than some of the other stuff. I'm gonna play that shit right now, bitch. Yeah, shit, I'm gonna play too. All right, let's do a live podcast <laughs> playing of Bobsled Bonanza. The only problem, the only problem is that I have ten item slots now, so it's gonna be easy for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, I only oh, had yeah, wait, how many item slots do I have? Let me see. Um, I think I have eight item slots, which I only had seven when I played it. One, yes. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, I have nine, so I had eight when I played Bobsled yeah, Bonanza. It's also, it's also luck because sometimes they they send bobsleds out at you one after the other, and sometimes they don't. Yeah, you know? and I did have to let the uh, – obviously, I had to let the mowers catch some of them. Um, yeah, see, that, that's the thing. I always try to not let that happen. When it when I let more than two mowers catch it, I feel I, my pride is hurt, and so I stop playing. Yeah, I kind yeah. of do that too, but the thing is – after the the mower gets them, and then they send another bobsled right after that, that that's where I kind of say, fuck you, and I turn it off. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I only have like 75 sun. And I'm like, okay, can you please cut me a break here or something? 
Oh, let's see. Yeah, I I think um, I think the first thing that I did was I set up a normal thing, and then I saw exactly what was happening. I was like, shit, I gotta use jalapenos, 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 and then eventually I got to the point where I was like, oh, if I put up a tall nut, and they um, and they just start chewing on that, then that distract them up. But see, I think the thing with those expense those items that. Al was calling expensive. I don't think they're particularly expensive, but it's the fact that they take a long time to recharge. Yeah, that's kind well, of that's why I, I used multiple. Like that's why I used the uh, the squash, the chili pepper, and the uh, the uh, cherry bomb because I'd have multiple like Avenue. multiple multiple avenues stops. to do it. No, I I, yeah. I totally get you on that. It's just that like um, it's just ooh, I can use a cattail. It's just that at that at that certain point, like, and I don't they... even have any of those power. The only power up one I have is the twin sunflower. Right. Oh, so you used that? Uh, when I first played, I probably did. I don't remember. Um, because I was trying to stick with what I thought was low-costing stuff, I only use the Twin Sunflower when I'm going to use things that cost up over 200 right. Like if I'm going to use a lot of repeaters or the uh, three-peaters or things like that. Right. Uh, so what's, what else have you been playing? Okay. Because um, you have 20 games on your docket. Hang on, I'm going back to my Zen Garden so my snail can get my coins. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going down games that I previously mentioned before so I can get to them relatively quickly. Uh, so I also played some Audio Surf. Um, nice. Which uh, I loved getting back into that. I actually, not to toot my own horn, but I've started playing in... Uh, I, I've been playing Mono Elite for a while now, um, but I didn't notice this before. I just never really thought about it. There's a little checkbox at the very bottom when you pick your character that says you can check it to turn on iron mode, which mm-hmm. means you can't use abilities. If you overfill, you auto- overfill, you automatically fail, um, and it does add a lot more traffic. So I've been Ooh, playing. Uh, what's that? I said that's mean. Yeah, but it's awesomely fun. So I've been playing that, uh, and uh, I dethroned you, Austin, on two songs that you had played, um, even though you've been playing on pro, like. I played the song. I, yeah, the, but I the, suck. The weird thing about the game <laughs> if is you can't if you can't dethrone me, then you must suck. <laughs> I'm gonna say well, that right now. I was gonna say it like uh, when it told me like as as it loads up stuff, it tells you random things. And one time it told me, you know, Mr. Chupon has played these two songs, and it was ah. like a we it was I think it was two Weezer songs and a Metallica song. I didn't have the Metallica song, but I had the Weezer songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh. I, although I think I only, maybe I only dethroned you on the one. I don't know if I played because you did uh, Buddy Holly and My Name Is Jonas, and I don't know if I played My Name Is Jonas. Anyway, uh, for Buddy Holly at least, it didn't tell me what difficulty you played it on, and so I just played it on my what is my default. Oh my god, bobsled! Sorry of Mono Elite, and I like kicked ass, and I was like, I brought up the scoreboards, and you were on pro, and I was like, fuck, now I got to play the song again. So. That's my complaint about Audio Surf is that it should tell you what difficulty your friend played the song on so that you don't waste time. Um, <laughs> other stuff, uh, I mentioned a while back uh, that Des and I had played Civilization Four, and so we finally got around to finishing our game. Um, nice. The, the last time I mentioned it was uh, the way we had ended was that uh, I had declared war on her and got the other AI to declare war on her, and I was right. I was I was planning on nuking her because she stole all my wonders, and then Aww. she became leader of the UN or whatever and declared a, a non-proliferation right. treaty, and so I got fucked on my nukes, and uh, then I sacked a couple of her cities, but she was going to kick my ass overall, so I gave her all my stuff to declare peace, and that's where we had ended. So Aww. we started back up. Now that it had been weeks since we played it, I completely forgot what the fuck I wanted to do. Um, like the same game you mean, right? The same. Yeah, it was through? pretty much the same game. We had about like 
60 years left to go or something like that. 60 or 70 turns left in the game. Um, so, uh, basically at that point I was just like, well, I'll just build back up my army in case she attacks and I'll try to beat her to the space race. And before the game ended, she wound up getting the, uh, she knocked out the other, we were originally played with us two and two AI opponents and she knocked out the other one AI of Montezuma really early. And the other AI opponent was, uh, Victoria, I believe. And, um, she, uh, she knocked her out coming up into like the last 50 turns of the game or something. And then it was just the two of us. And when it came up time for the, uh, for the, whatever, the, the, to get the diplomatic victory where whatever that UN resolution is, where uh, leader of the UN is just when you can make, uh, you get to pick what passes. But then there's another, there's a step above that. I don't know if it's just like president of the world or whatever. President uh, of the world. I forget what it is. But anyway, uh, with the, just two of us, she had the majority of the votes. And so she, you know, was able to vote herself to a diplomatic victory. So that kind of ended the game. But instead of wanting to end the game there, she's like, well, let's keep playing. So we kept going, and she basically just started kicking my ass every which way. She, like, stopped me with her army, and she was beating me out in the space race, and she was beating me in cultural. And she was just all, you know, being a jerk about it. (laughs) She wasn't really being a jerk. She was just, like, (laughs) she was just happy that she was able to completely dominate me in the game. Um, You got bitch slapped. I did. So... Congratulations to her. She kicked my ass. Oh, oh, um, you got Folka, though. <laughs> so and I'm getting my ass handed to me in this thing. After that was done, I uh, decided that I wanted to try to uh, get her to play a different game because I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to play Civilization with her again. Uh, uh, you're like, fuck it, I don't want to. <laughs> no, I, I probably will. But this is just a side story because uh, I don't know if anybody, you know, sometimes I people might have the same situation as me. Uh, right. where, you know, we live in a house where I use PC and she uses Mac, so it's hard for us to find games to play together. Mm. So I was, as she was kicking it's my ass... It's good to play together. <laughs> as she was kicking my ass in Civ, I was looking at stuff online because I knew uh, there was no point in me even paying attention to the game anymore. Um, and I found this application called uh, Crossover. Um, it's just one word. Uh, if you search Google Crossover Games or something like that, it'll bring it up. I don't remember. It, Code Weavers, I think, is the developer. It's basically this program for the Mac that allows you to inst- it, it allows you to install Windows st- like applications and games. That's kind of um, like without- Wine. Yeah, that's it. Right? Actually, is based off of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but like you know, because a lot of people lately have been using things like Boot Camp and stuff, but that actually right. forces you to install the operating system. Whereas this, you don't have to install an operating system. Right. Interesting. So. Uh, we checked that out for her, and it supports a lot of games. One of the games it supports, which is the one I want to try playing with her, is Guild Wars. Um, Ooh, so goodness. I want to try getting back into that because uh, uh, last time I played it was before any of the expansions came out. And I mean, they're up to Guild Wars 2 now, but I mean, even for its time, Guild Wars was a very good-looking game. It might look dated now, I don't know, but the uh, the RPG mechanics in it and stuff, like it, it was a, it was actually it was a fun RPG game as well. Um, it reminded me a game. lot. Of, what's that? Role playing game game. Yes, I said it again. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna try to get back into that, but I can't remember my login information, so I had to put in a Aww. support ticket, and like it's taking a long time for me to get that because I want my old character back. Mm. Anyway, so now going on to other games. Uh, Heavy Rain. I started playing again. Uh, I'm playing it on the most difficulty, most difficult difficulty setting. Uh, there's not really, it doesn't really say easy, medium, hard. The way the difficulties are set up in the game is how familiar you are with the PS3 controller and its motion, uh, controls. So, uh, when I, when, when I first played it, I just did whatever the standard was like, you know, I am, I am generally familiar with the controller. The, the 
hardest one says, I am, like, intimately familiar with the controller or something like that. I had sex with my PSD controller. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I haven't noticed a difference yet. Like, unless maybe the timing windows on things are smaller, uh, I really haven't noticed anything being more difficult. Uh, I still have been having the problem where sometimes things will come up where I know the decision I want to make and I just push the wrong button because it's hard to see which button corresponds to what. So I've had to like reload because like I beat the game one way and now I'm playing it through again wanting to purposely make different decisions. And uh, yeah, so like like I'll be wanting to make this other decision and I'll be like, oh, I hit the wrong button. So I got to quit out of the game and restart to reload the scene so I can make the decision I wanted to make. So that's still a bit of an annoyance. Also, playing through a second time, I'll, I'm going to avoid spoilers, but certain things where you think you have a lot of choice, you kind of don't. Mm. Um there's there's a lot of portions in the game where there's the illusion of choice, and playing through a second time definitely breaks down that illusion. Interesting. Because uh, you try so, to do something else, and you realize that, oh, wait, how come I can't change this fate? Right, like, it still is going to make you go through with a certain thing, whether, no matter what you say or do. Uh, so, like, I, again, I don't want to spoil wait, anything. So, so tell me how this uh, you know, this whole controller thing works when they say, oh, you're intimately familiar with it. Like, do they just give you less time to make Honestly, a decision? Honestly, like I said, or... I haven't seen any any difference. Uh, like, the scenes that I've played through already that are ones that I've played through the first time, it's seen... I, I can't I can't remember well enough, but I don't think they've thrown any additional button presses or movements in. Okay. And I really can't tell if the window's shorter, because... <sighs> I still feel like I'm <laughs> Al, did you just die? No, but um, all my defenses are kind of crumbling to a swarm of uh, <laughs> slap motherfuckers. I just, um, I just like the random. Oh fuck! That came out of nowhere. <laughs> but yeah, like honestly, I can't tell if there's a smaller timing window or anything. Uh, yeah, so I, I really can't tell. Like the only way I, the only way I'd honestly be able to tell is if I, if I try to play through again on the easiest <laughs> and see if it has less button presses or a longer timing window. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, Al. So, Al. The uh, the other thing I want to say about Heavy Rain is that, like, it's heavy. like I was saying about it seeming like the illusion of choice. Um, I, I, and I was gonna say again without spoiling anything, I just I have to compare the game to Indigo Prophecy because it is a you know both sure. games are by Quantic Dream, uh, right. and, and the one is an evolution of the other. But in a way, Indigo Prophecy seemed more like a game and more open to player options where heavy rain seems more like this a is a story, story and to you're going to, yeah, you're going to go on a, you're going to follow us on the journey. We want to take you on. Like, um, we're going to take you for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, Oh, Marvel vs. Capcom too. In a way, Indigo prophecy is the better game just because it has more game to it. But, uh, yeah, Heavy Rain is definitely just a better story. Um, again, can't go too much into it until you motherfuckers play it. Uh, so I'll stop there. Oh, but I do – this is where the uh, thing comes up that I mentioned before about how I have a story about the whole Apocalypse right. PS3 thing. Yep. So I didn't know what was going on with this whole thing. All I know is that I was playing Heavy Rain, and I made one of those decisions where it was the wrong one, not the one I wanted to make, so I had to quit out of the game. Mm-hmm. And I quit out oh, of the no. game. And as soon as I quit out of the game – 
I get this message saying you have been signed out of the PSN. There's been an er- an error occurred or whatever. So I'm yeah, like, huh, like that's- wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's weird. So I try to sign back in and it won't let me sign in. I'm like, oh, maybe something's wrong with my internet. So I check my computer. My internet's working. I'm like, huh. So I fiddle around with my PS3. Nothing's going on. I check for an update. Nothing's going on. I'm like, what the what the fuck happened? Did I break my PS3? Um. So like, I turn it off. I wait a little while. Come back. Turn it back on. I'm like, it's still doing that. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Cause I mean, I've had problems where my PSN has randomly signed out, but I've always been able to get it back. And I didn't think to check online to see if this was some sort of problem. I just thought I'd fucked up my PS3 somehow. And I noticed that like, you know, I couldn't see any trophies or anything like that. And I'm like, what what the fuck happened to my trophies? So I was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm done with this for the day. And then, uh, a day or two later, uh, maybe it, was, it must have just been the next day. Uh, my friend at GameStop told me, uh, one of my coworkers told me about it. He's like, so did your PS3 randomly sign out? And I was like, yeah, what the fuck was that about? And he explained the whole thing to me. So when I got home, I checked the news and I saw about that stuff. Right. Um, I actually haven't turned my PS3 back on since then. So I don't know, like, how much it affected, if anything. Uh, but You're I guess there's good re- to go now. Well, I've, I yeah, guess I've heard reports now. that, I heard reports that people have lost trophies, though. Mm. Oh, that I don't know. I hope not, because that would really suck. Um, I'm fucking screwed. But uh, unless <laughs> unless they were just talking about trophies that they got while playing, like after the event happened or something like that, I'm not sure. Either way, after the cataclysm. Yeah. So like that was just a really scary experience for me because I like I thought that like my quitting out of my randomly quitting out of heavy rain like borked my system. Somehow it did something <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna move on to games that are I haven't talked about previously. Uh. First, I'll talk about some Xbox Live Arcade demos that I played. Look at me. I work for GameStop. I can get new games while all you guys suck. (laughs) I know. I know. Leave us alone. Um, Well, these I didn't get from GameStop. These are just downloaded on Xbox Live, which any of you can do as well. So I tried. uh, I don't have the internet. (laughs) I started with. You don't have the internet. How are you recording this? You liar. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm screwed. I'll start with Chime. I downloaded that demo and tried it, and it is that the charity one. Yeah, wow. that's the one that's for charity, and um, like you can only play one song in the demo, but even that one song, I kept like, and I, I guess it's a time demo or just the way the game works. I guess maybe when the song ends, the the game's over. I'm not sure because it didn't really sound like the song ended. It just like all of a sudden in the middle of the stage, it seemed like to me it was just like demo over. Um. But the the demo lasted pretty long, like I'd say at least five minutes or so, so it could have been the end of the song and the song just ends weird. Either way, uh, even just that one song, as soon as the demo ended, I went back and played a second time because the game actually is a lot of fun. I do like the mechanics of it. Uh, like, it is Luminous meets Tetris. I win! Game. Sorry, go ahead. Well, you have <laughs> 10 and stuff. You, and... I barely used all that 10, though. I'm, I'm you beat the bobsled thing? Yeah. How did you do it? Uh, so what I did was... I, 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 and I usually don't do this actually, but the instant that I had an, a jalapeno available, which is not at the outset because they make you recharge it first, mm-hmm. is I used it instantly to get rid of one of the lanes of ice. And then I kept on building up more flowers until I had about three. And then I had another jalapeno and I destroyed the other lane of ice so that I only had two left. And mm-hmm. then I had to let a lawnmower take care of one of them. And then when the bobsled came in on the bottom, I put up a tall nut so that all the four guys in the bobsled were focused on eating the tall nut. And then I put um, the thwomp thingy, the squash, right behind the um, the tall nut so that when they all – I timed it so that when they all converged on the tall nut, I took them all four down in one hit. Um, and then the then the lawn uh, – sorry, the, the zombonis kept on coming, so I had to 
I really just had to wait and just put spike spike weeds in front of the ice and just keep on you know doing that for a while. And then I plant. Uh, I got enough sun to plant a uh, lily pad with a with a cat with a with a what, what are they called? The cat thingies that go on a cat lily pad. Cattail, cat right? And th- those kind of took care of a lot of the residual zombies that kept on coming forward while I focused on building up more money and sun. Um, they shit sun, building up more sun and um, jalapenos. And so that that that's basically it. I had I had a couple of other things on there like um, right, cherry bombs. Uh, cherry bombs to take care of masses of things, and I had the um, the oh, pea right. shooter, but I never used the pea shooter at all. Not even in the water. No, oh, you just I, I just yeah. used the cattail. Oh, oh. So yeah, I'm, I'm fucking screwed. I made it to the third flag at least, but Doo-doo. I had like two flowers and nothing else, and oh. no, no sun is bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. What, what, what the what was this, the last game that you were playing? The chime thing. Yeah, I was just saying that uh, I like the mechanics of it, the uh, the Luminous meets Tetris uh, style of play. Um, and uh, since it is a cheap game and it is, I- I'm assuming it's still for charity. I don't think that was a limited time thing. Um, so uh, at some point I probably will buy it because it's my type of game. Uh, right. I would suggest anybody, like, I suggest, I mean, it is for charity, you know, people should buy stuff for charity anyway, I guess. I don't know. But either way, uh, if you were int- at all interested, you might want to check it out first because the music selection in it might not be your uh to your liking because it is like very uh mellow techno atmospheric type music uh you know like luminous yeah i'm well luminous is more like luminous can be more upbeat dancey club style techno sometimes okay um whereas this is very uh like paul oakenfield uh moby you know those kind kind of stuff right uh, okay which is very like more mellow um so yeah, that might not appeal to everybody. Um, I gotta pause the game for a second so I can keep talking because now that <laughs> my plants are all like I want stuff. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that game was fun. Uh, moving on, uh, I tried Darwinia wait, before, Plus. Wait, before you move on, oh. sorry. Before you move on, um, and I'm sorry if I missed this, but I don't think I heard it. Mechanics wise, would you say it's is it more like? Uh, hmm. How to describe it? Is it a match three type thing? Is it more like luminous, where it's different? Like, oh, you make boxes, or, or to me, it... I'd say it's more like luminous because what it is is you got these Tetris style pieces that uh-huh. are uh, that you place down on a grid, and it it's it's really luminous Tetris and kicks. Um, oh, okay. Where you're like you want to use your shapes to make a four by four block, and then you can expand out from that. Once you make a block, it you know it becomes available to be uh, to be set for scoring when it what it is is like the uh the 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 bar that goes across the uh the rhythm bar or whatever you know uh that keeps in line with the beat like the way luminous does you yeah. know i'm talking about that sweeps across the screen yep um you 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 build up your uh your block sets and then when that sweeps across it scores you for whatever it is uh and well i think once it once it hits ones that are set for scoring, it locks them in, so you can't, like, really build off of them. Like, you can build oh, off okay. of them, but you can't get them for additional scoring. Sometimes blocks will flash and be available for multipliers, but I haven't really figured... It, I haven't figured out everything yet. Um, I just, like, I just jumped right in and, like, tried it out and stuff, and I kept losing my multiplier, and I wasn't sure why. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the basic mechanics, <clears throat> is take Tetris blocks, make 4x4, four four, and uh, try to set up big chains of them before the sweeper comes across. Right. So so the 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 core 
of it is luminous then because it because it uses that sweeper and it's ta- it's about boxes making boxes yeah. and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, should I move on? Sure. Okay. Next game I tried was Darwinia Plus. Now, uh, Darwinia I've heard about for a long time because uh, like people like Penny Arcade uh, they talk about it a lot. Uh, they used to talk about it a lot back kind of when it was new and stuff. And the company Introversion. Uh, is known for making these small independent games and things like that. And I've tried their uh, their one game, Defcon, which I really liked a lot. It's a like very simplistic RTS game. Um, but Darwinia is, I, I wasn't sure what it was. I thought it was more like a um, civilization style or total war style game or something like that, but on mm-hmm. a very very much smaller scale. Um, and it's I can't even think of what to describe it as, so I'll just explain what I did when I played it. Uh, when you get in, you, you you are building units, but it's kind of all real time. So, like you start out, you build a squad of Darwinia. For those that don't know, is, is supposed to be the the backstory is that it, it's a virtual world inside like a computer system or something, and the Darwinians are little virtual people, and um, their world is being infected by a computer virus, so it's bringing all these bad things into the world, and you're supposed to be helping to clean out the world so they can live peacefully again. So you like uh, you do things like make a squad of fighters, which is uh, a chain of like five Darwinians uh, that have these laser rifles. And I don't know how it work, would work on the PC version, but on the Xbox version, uh, in real time, you move them with your left stick, and you can uh, it's almost dual joystick shootery. You shoot your lasers in whatever direction with the le- with the right stick. Lasers. Um, yeah. So you, you kind of wander pew. around. <laughs> you wander around the terrain, and you find little viral strings, which are these like red uh, centipede-looking things, and you shoot them with the lasers and when you shoot them, they leave their. All right, I'll go quick. Al has, or Austin has to leave soon, so, uh, so you shoot them with your lasers, and they leave their little viral soul things, and then you build like an engineer thing, and it collects the souls and deposits them in this refinery, which turns them into uh, little Darwinian civil uh, civilians, which you then have to use your soldiers and other things to escort to a safe zone. Um, so. I really can't think of any off the top of my head of any game that's sort of similar to it, but it was an interesting game that like it was not at all what I was expecting. Uh, and uh, what else can I say? It's about existed it? on Steam for quite a while now. Yeah, right? Darwinia is rather like an older game. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Introversion's first game, but it's definitely one of their older games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got a, a interesting aesthetic uh, look to it. It you know, Tron style, whatever you want to call it, where it's like everything's like uh, vibrant neon colors because right. it's, it's a virtual world. Um, and yeah, uh, it also has a, like, at least for the Xbox Live Arcade version, I mean, I know there's a version on Steam as well called Multiwinia, but Xbox Live Arcade version comes with Darwinia the single player and Multiwinia the multiplayer. And I got to, the demo allowed me to try a little bit of the Multiwinia too, but it was just against a CPU. But that's kind of like, uh, there's supposed to be different modes. The mode that let me try uh, was a King of the Hill mode, where you uh, basically have uh, these spawn points where, let's see, it's hard to describe. Um, you you spawn little Darwinia civil- civilians, and you uh, try to gather as many spawn points as possible before your enemy does, and then you rush to the King of the Hill zone, and your little civilians fight their little civilians 
and you know it's just like a time-based ticker counter for score uh in any event the multiplayer might not be really i mean it's not the meat of the game it does, it seems kind of like a throwaway component but the single player is a lot a lot more interesting to me uh especially now that i know what the game is and i like the fact that it's all real-time stuff because like i said i thought it was going to be i mean total war games are technically real-time as well uh but i thought it was more something like that where it's like uh i thought it was more just a strategy war game build units and you know send them out to fight other random units and you kind of just sit back and watch the fact that you're actually controlling the movements of things and setting up uh like setting up pathways to escort the civilians and stuff uh all in real time makes the game a lot more in- involving and uh so yeah i'm gonna try more of that probably i might end up purchasing it at some point it's an interesting game uh moving on because i want to hurry up here uh misadventures of pb Winterbottom. i tried uh that's the like i don't know what decade you would you say 50s cartoon style or or, or 30s cartoon style like you know what i'm talking about right the one that's like gray black and gray or black and white and uh i haven't seen anything about it but i've been hearing a lot about it uh well it's a uh, lot about it it's a uh, like uh monochromatic uh like old style car- cartoon visuals um where the kind or old old film where it's like the kind where it'd be uh like have the the placard stuff for text because you know there was no voice back right. then there, there was no uh, audio title, recording title cards yeah title cards kind of thing um and it's about a guy who's obsessed with pie and he uh mm, pie. ends up he ends up uh, chasing after a pie that can like warp time or something, and then, then anyway, the, the the point of the game is to uh, it's a it's a way to introduce puzzles uh, that um, involve you cloning your character uh, and manipulating time in a way um, to gather the pies on a level to clear the level and move on to the next. So it's uh, a lot of people are saying it, it are comparing it to Braid. Um, it's I wouldn't say it's a very fair comparison because Braid's time manipulation had to do with the entire an entire environment as a whole sometimes, um, whereas PB Winterbottom is more about just making these clones and using them in the environment. Um, for anyone who played the new Ratchet and Clank game, I haven't played it, but I heard about the uh, Ratchet level, or no, I'm sorry, the Clank levels where it's a lot of clone manipulation. It sounds more akin to that than it does to Braid. And based on the demo, I might enjoy playing pb winterbottom but i don't think it just from the demo i can tell that it doesn't seem like it's puzzle mechanics are as enjoyable as raid um if people are going to be making that comparison uh and then to move on to the last game that i played uh is battlefield bad company 2 i didn't play any of the multiplayer but i did play about an hour of the single player and from my hour of single player i was not really enjoying it it is a good looking game i mean for you know these like these uh, high definition first person shooting war games, you want them to be good looking, and it is good looking. I'd say it's at least on par with, if not in some instances, better looking than Modern Warfare 2. But the gameplay seems lacking to me. I don't know what it is, if it's the controls. Uh, for me, it seemed like the depth of field was off. Uh, the way you, like, you know, looking out from your quote unquote character's eyes, things seemed odd to me. Um, I don't know if the depth of field is different than that of Modern Warfare 2 or if it's the actual way the controls work because, you know, anything... Slight differences can feel vastly different. If, like, the movement speed is slower or, like, your turning speed is slower or something, that can make a big difference, especially in a first-person shooter. Uh, So something about it felt off to me and I wasn't enjoying my time spent playing with it. 
Um, but I didn't get a chance to try multiplayer yet, and that's where a lot of people are saying that it it excels and it can it could possibly be better than Modern Warfare Two. So I want to try to jump back into that um, before I have to bring the game back because it is a, just a checkout from GameStop. So hopefully I'll do that and I'll be able to talk about it next week. Um, but as far as the single player goes, while the single player campaign may be uh, actually no, I was gonna say while the story may be more plausible or you know better than Modern Warfare Two, but it, then I was gonna then I stopped myself because thinking back on the f- the hour I've heard a story, it just seems ridiculous as well. Um, <laughs> like it's not as sci-fi over the top. I mean, not exactly that Modern Warfare was sci-fi, but uh, you know, uh, Battlefield. Well, the way the story starts, you're starting back in like World War Two or something like that. So it starts out old, so there's no real like modern stuff. But then the second level, you jump into the modern era. Um, which is where I guess the main story takes place. Uh, the first one was just setting up backstory for you. Um, and, uh, like it's all, from what I gathered from my hour of playing, it's a, it's the story's focused on, um, I think it's supposed to be the Russians. Uh, cause you know, the Russians are the new, new, um, new Nazis. The, the, the Russians are the new terrorists who are also the new Nazis or something They're like taking that. Taking the red alert route. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, either way, it sounds like they're building some, like, super super weapon i'm using air quotes uh that like is it can destroy like major land masses or something like that like it, it it's really fucking confusing all i know is in the in the first level you see the, the squad you're with is going to rescue some japanese defector scientist uh from some island somewhere or something and as you guys are escaping on a sub this super weapon goes off and causes this huge tidal wave or something and it's i guess your squad supposedly had died there or something i don't know but then you flash over to the to the future or present or whatever and you find out that like russia or whatever is, is supposedly making this weapon again or something like that so it's rather ridiculous uh yeah, but I guess, you know, you don't play these games for story, and my initial impression of it is that uh, I did not like it, and I actually enjoyed Modern Warfare 2 more. And I, wa- I, I wonder if it's just that you're used to the way that Infinity Ward has been building games and that DICE has their own way of building games, because, you know, I, I, See, I, bet, I, w- I, I bet that, you know, someone who's been playing all the Battlefield games are just like... They're like it yeah, might prefer- depend, though, because Battlefield... Know. Maybe the Battlefield Bad Company games. Ooh, excuse me, but I played Battlefield and Battlefield Two on the PC, mm. and I didn't notice any problems with those. And I enjoyed those games a lot. Yeah, and, but uh, there, there's a, and I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that like little differences do, you know, they they do make an impact, and it, it's 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 based on what you're used to. But I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't make the comparison between how a console shooter feels versus how I how it felt on a PC because, like, they're drastically different. I mean, like the the for me, like on a PC, um, if I were to play, I'm trying to think of something that came out both on PC and it. like even the feeling of Call of Duty 2, which I played um, a little bit on the Xbox 360, um, admittedly on a demo unit, but like I, I tried it a lot because I wanted to see how it felt, um, and I tried it intensely whenever I was at like a store. Versus how it felt on a PC, like. I couldn't make the comparison of, okay, I've played a dice game on the PC, now I'm going to play an Infinity Ward game on the 360, let me compare those two. Like, it, it doesn't sync up for me personally, so I don't know right. if I could make I, that comparison. I'm not making that comparison, though. I am comparing, like, I am comparing Battlefield 2 on the 360 to Modern Warfare 2 on the 360. Right, and what I'm saying is that because maybe, like, you've been used to how Activision, Activision, wow, how Infinity Ward has been building their games on consoles that 
going back to a dice-built game on a console? Because maybe, have you played um, the first Bad, uh, Bad Company on the Xbox? Uh, I played it, like, yeah, when it came out for maybe, again, for maybe about, like, an hour. <laughs> so, okay, so maybe it's, maybe it, that's but... not the case. I was just thinking that maybe it might take you a little while to get used to how dice builds things again. I don't know. Like you said, it's it's very hard to d- discern because, you know, how do you know what it is? Is it at the field? Right, is it something else? We don't know. Right, there's no way to see what, like, right. unless you're somebody who's, like, able to be super techie about that kind of stuff. Like, I'm sure somebody right. somewhere knows if there is or something. I could probably research it, but... I don't care it's, that much. It's 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 the way that you know a lot of people played Killzone two and they're like I don't like this, but it's because they they went for a specific uh, gun toting style in Killzone two that was different from what you'd get in Halo and everybody was all on the Halo I on the Halo tip when they tried to play Killzone or the Call of Duty tip and they're like I don't like this new style I don't you know it's just like well no it's different so right. I don't know um, I also find it interesting that people are saying the multiplayer is where it's at with Bad Company 2. Uh, bad Company... Bad, bad, yeah, Bad Company 2. Cause I, and I could be misinformed, but I always thought that the Bad Company games were DICE's single-player kind of themed games. You know what I mean? Yeah, they are, but, like, they were... There was a big, apparently... Uh, there was a good... Like, a positive reaction to uh, the first Bad Company. Um, I, I don't know if the first... Maybe the first... Did the first Bad Company have multiplayer? I have no idea. I never played it. I thought I remember, I, all I remember is that that when the sequel was being announced, ba- uh, Dice was stating how they were putting a bigger emphasis on multiplayer for it. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't know if that's because the first one had multiplayer and there was a good reaction, or if there was just a like if it's just been the reaction of Dice's like recent efforts on console or what. Uh, but all I know is that they were definitely saying they were emphasizing multiplayer in Bad Company too, and I've heard like journalists and critics and stuff talking about like you know before the game came out talking about how they've gone to uh you know press events and stuff and played the multiplayer and how like some of them thought that the multiplayer and that could potentially be more fun than that of modern warfare 2 um some of that has to do with the fact that a lot of uh journalists and critics think that infinity ward kind of dropped the ball with modern warfare 2's multiplayer especially given the uh you know recent wave of hacks and glitches yeah, and things like that yeah um and exploits. so that might yeah, that might ha- be playing into part of it, but I've heard good things about Battlefield 2's multiplayer, so I have to I have to try it before I you know bring it back. Um, One wonders how many iterations of this type of multiplayer you can do because they're doing the multiplayer half from for the new Medal of Honor. Yeah, I think right, and so it's like like eventually everyone's gonna start converging on like the same things. They're be like, well, if it doesn't have perks, it's not gonna be a fun game, so we have to put perks in there. Well, if we don't have class-based things, it's not gonna be a fun game, so we have to stick that in there. Well, and it's just like, everything is going to be the same. Yeah. And I, I, honestly, I just want Unreal Tournament back. <laughs> I don't like all this shit. I'm sorry, I don't. I, I just do want... I. <clears throat> I stopped playing, um... If you guys wanna so play on UT2K4, I'll play that. Yeah! I'll install that shit. <laughs> Oh, you don't? Oh. It's got to be have... cheap on Steam, right? No, Shit, it the was ori- cheap, but then uh, I think it's back to original price now. Man, What's I'll the original pay... price? i got to check right now because i got the... to I'll play the original Unreal Tournament because I love that game. I'll play 2K3 and 2K4. The originals are probably kind of dated. Like, uh, 15. See, that, that's how I felt about like the Quake games and stuff. I'll be like, oh, I'll totally go back to some Quake, but it, it's really kind of dated now. It's dated, but it's still good. Trust me. To, um, the Unreal Tournament is, is is good. Quake 3, I think, is not... 
I was never a big fan of Quake Three at all. Yeah. Did you say it's fifteen now? Yeah. I'm yeah. That's two thousand four. Well, maybe. You know, if you didn't have a big backlog of games that you need to be playing. <laughs> big backlog and, and trying to be conscious of his money spending. Speaking of big backlogs, what have you been playing, Austin? Uh, nothing. Let's move on. No. I beat <laughs> – I, I finally I, – I told you guys that I like a long time ago, and this is maybe about a year and a half ago when I was on my other project at work. Um, I, I had started Yakuza, Yakuza um, and I got into like about chapter four, and then I just dropped it. I just stopped. And that's something that I had to go back and play. And ever since I got that new TV for my room, that's made it a lot easier to just switch between consoles and not have to fuck around with VGA boxes and all that crap. I um, I was like, all right, so let me just start Yakuza 2 again. And Yakuza 2, I'm sorry. Yakuza. And I started from where I left off. I had to do a little bit of backtracking in, like, game facts or whatever to, to remember what the story was up until that point. Um, and I think I... Took me about four days, maybe about a good hour or two every day to finish it off. Um, not counting the time that I left the game on to go cook or something, I spent. I, I think the total game time I I played was maybe about twelve hours or so, twelve to thirteen hours. It's, it's a healthy twelve to thirteen hour game if you just go straight through. I didn't do any side quests or or do any like picking up of of, of special hidden items and any of that. I just went straight for the story. Uh, through the story mode, and it, what started out for me as a charming kind of like, hey, this is about the Yakuza, and it's like, it's got brutal combat, and it's a lot of fun. What started out as something like that for me ended up being completely frustrating. Um, The voice acting in English is just dry and bad. Um, It's not anything to the level of, Chris's blood, oh, you were almost a Jill sandwich. So it wasn't that bad. It but wasn't as bad as Red Steel, huh? It was. It was on par with Red Steel, I'd say. Because, mm. like again, Red Steel is easy to make fun of, but it was nowhere near near as bad as like the first Resident Evil. You know. Yeah. Um, it's just Nothing easy to make fun of. Resident Evil. Yeah. Master of unlocking could use this, but it, it was it was pretty wooden. And Eliza Dushku was one of the characters in that game. And she, it, it sounded like she literally just rolled out of bed and read that part. But at the same time, at the same time, the way with her voice, the way that her voice is, maybe that's just how she is. Because she's not a bad actress. But when I hear her on show sometimes, or or, or see her in, in movies or whatever, like her voice is is kind of monotone, and that's just how she is. So I don't think she lends herself very well to like voice acting a, an originally Japanese game. And the the worst part of it is that the cinematics, even though they look like they're rendered in engine, I think they are full motion. Or they're pre-rendered, just using the in-engine graphics because the, they don't look very good, mm. um, and they had to obviously lip-sync it to the original Japanese um, lip-syncing, and you got weird things like Oyabun. I don't know what we can really do here. And it's like, why is there that? <laughs> why is there that pause in there? Well, it's because the mouth wasn't moving, so they had to, you know, sync it up. Um, now, as far as the combat goes, yeah, it's like Virtual Fighter Super Light. But it got and, and Al, I was talking to you about this on Gmail chat as I was playing it because I was so aggravated. It's it's one of those things where if you play God of War and you start a combo and you miss a hit or two, you can kind of recover and change your direction as the combo's going to make up for the fact that you missed that first hit. So you don't basically continue to combo into a wall or into thin air. 
Mm-hmm. In this game, it's back to the old Monster Hunter slash Fantasy Star Online type of thing where once you start a combo, you are either locked into that direction or... And I think you are. I mean, I tried changing direction, and I could not. Maybe I just suck at the game, which is very possible. But also, like, I would try to stop a combo and turn around, and your character either turns around way too much or not enough so that you can't keep on track with an enemy. And I wouldn't say that the answer is lock-on because of the fact that there are enemies that can surround you and you might lock on to the wrong enemy. Plus, it's very hard to control the camera on your own. I think they, it's just a point of contention where... It should work like God of War, and it doesn't in terms of how easy it is to control your character. It just feels very unwieldy, Um, and I've gotten into certain instances where I'm fighting one-on-one with a guy, okay, one-on-one in a boss battle. I'd miss, and I'd go off into the corner, and I'd turn around to try to fight him again, but instead of facing forward, I'd face like down and continue the combo in the exactly wrong direction, and he hit me in the back, and it's just... Oh, it, it just got so aggravating, and the the fact that the camera is just wild doesn't help at all. And you know what? I would say if the camera was stationary, that might have alleviated maybe sixty to seventy percent of my frustration with that game. And it, it's just, oh, um, and the ending was not even just the ending, but the story throughout was just so filled with like twists and turns and, and, and cliche, I should say cliched twists and turns and like oh my god he's gonna die oh wait no he didn't because so and so saved him it, it and combined with the bad voice acting it's just like it's a shame I think because there was such a fan following around this game and so, like there was such a, 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 a that niche appeal to it that when I got the game and I started playing it, I was like, "Wow, this is good. This is some. This has some charm to it. It's not perfect, but I'm glad that I got it." Whereas the end, as I move towards the end, I'm just like, I felt like for the back half of the game, I wasted my time playing this because I was I spent too much time frustrated with it and not enough engrossed into the story. Where even though I don't play a game for story, if it's a good story and the gameplay is sound. I'll put up with it, but neither of them held up in the end, and it's just like, oh, like it was a shame. And the guns in the game, okay, like I realize that in Japan, guns aren't really a big thing, and that fits into the world of it. But when you have an enemy, a, a group of enemies fighting me with katana blades, and then another group of enemies just sitting off in the corner taking pot shots at me, and just sitting there and going pew pew while while you're fighting, all right, you're getting a big combo that you're about to pull off and then you get hit by a bullet that takes off like a little bit of your life and, and knocks you down and it interrupts your, your moveset. And it's just really frustrating to have that happen. And then when you knock those enemies down and you take their gun, you have one shot and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, it's, it's so I'm not about to say it's unfair. Maybe just don't let me pick up the gun at all then if you're going to do that to me. You know, it's just because... Because I might as well have held on to the weapon that I was holding on to before, like a sword, and have 20 use. Every single weapon has, a, has an endurance, uh, I mean, has, has a breakability, a durability. So katana blades like last maybe nine hits before they break, which sounds kind of awful to me, but that's the way that they have to do it, because otherwise it might be unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might as well hold on to that weapon instead of picking up the gun and letting someone else pick up that katana blade. And it's just... At a certain point, the brutality of the game just doesn't – it doesn't make up for the fact that it's just flawed. And I want to play Yakuza 2 because I have it, and I got it for the reason that it's niche and it's not it, – you know, it's probably not 
it probably hasn't done well in the States, and it's something that I wanted to support, and that's why I bought it, and I'm hoping that it improves for the sequel. But if it doesn't, I don't think that I can last past the first couple of chapters. I'll just be like, you know what, this is, I, I, that's it. I can't ha- handle it anymore. I looked at the Giant Bomb quick look of, of Yakuza 3, and just from the way that uh, uh, the Kar- Kazuma moves and fights, I feel like those same problems are going to pop up again. And it's just, those are just problems that I cannot overlook because I need to have a game control well. No matter how good the story is, no matter how brutal or fun it is to look to look at, if it doesn't control well and it's a game based on brawling, because yeah, I know it's an RPG, sense. but all the battles are brawls. So if it's based on that, I can't, it's unacceptable. Like, I can't put up with it. And it, some other people can, but I can't. And if I, if I don't see that improvement in Yakuza 2, one of you guys can have it. <laughs> I mean, it's as simple <laughs> as that. It. It's simple as that. Um, that's all I've been playing on the console side. I, 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 um, I've been rushing through Final Fantasy VIII so that I can get to ten. I'm near the end of the third disc, which means that once I'm done with the third disc, I've basically beaten the game because the last disc, as I recall, is as far as you told me, is just the last castle, right, Al? Yep, which is Ultimate Castle. And any so, extra little shit. Did you get Odin? No, and I, I, I just don't want to look around anymore. I'm, and it's not because the game is bad, but I really have been spending too long on this. And no, I, I want to get moving on. No, because uh, if you get Odin before Disc Four, it turns into Gilgamesh. Ah, I guess I should. Uh, it's up I to don't you. know. I mean, basically, they both screw you. They do whatever they want, whenever they want. But Gilgamesh does it in a, a, a worse way. Oh, you don't really need it. them because <laughs> right. they just you know kill lesser enemies. Like basically, what happens with Odin is that occasionally, every time you enter, well, occasionally enter. Occasionally, when you enter a battle, Odin will come out and kill everybody. Right. And with Gilgamesh, occasionally, when you enter a battle, he'll like seriously hurt everybody or something like that. It's it's silly. Right. Are, are there any abilities that are that are worth it? I don't believe so. I don't remember. past past what no, I already no, have. You don't get abilities because Odin is not a GF that you can control, so he's not in the list. Oh, forget it then. Um, and then the last thing that I that I've been really up to is I actually I was surprised by this, but Amazon sent me the 250 gigabyte laptop hard drive that I ordered for my PlayStation 3. Uh, I thought I was gonna get it Monday, and I got it um, I got it yesterday. So I installed that. Nice. The reason why I did that was because I installed the God of War 3 demo. I had Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 8, Siphon Filter, uh, uh, Spyro, uh, Pixel Junk Eden. And all this shit on my on my 20 gig hard drive. Then I'm like, all right, well, you know, I have so much shit on my 360 hard drive. Meh, meh, it's fine. And then I try to um to install the God. No, no, no. This is before I had the God of War 3 demo. I'm sorry. Then I tried to install the God of War 3 demo, and it was like not enough space. And I'm like, what? Because mm. I had downloaded it, but obviously you need extra space while it installs to cache or whatever. And I was like, the fuck is going on? And so I looked, and everything. Like uh, you know, all the Xbox Live arcade games that you have, yeah, they they you know there there are a couple of hundred megs at most. Most of them are like between fifty and a hundred because they did have that limit cap before. Um, but you know, you download PlayStation One classics, and those are full CDs. So it's like Final Fantasy Seven is one point three gigs. Final Fantasy Eight is one point eight gigs. Spyro is four hundred megs. Crash Bandicoot is three hundred megs. All that other shit is like hundreds of megs. And Pixel Junk Eden sitting there at like. What is it like a hundred? I think maybe maybe even like twenty. I don't know. That's like the 
the most modern and best game of them all that I have, and it's like the least size. So I ended up having to delete everything except for Pixel Junk Eden in order to install that God of War 3 demo. So I'm like, screw this. I'm going to buy a laptop hard drive. Um, it was 250 gigabytes, and I must have paid... Oh, and this answers your question. Look at that. Because oh. <laughs> Pete asked me on the chat. Um, I paid 60 bucks all told, from Amazon oh. for, for 250 gigs. Microsoft, how much is your 250 hard drive going to come for again? What's that, $130? Fail. But I, ha- I wanted I also- to mention, too, real quick, because you were just yep. talking about having to delete all those games. Like The thing that sucks about the PS3 is that you can only download it five times, and... like. You delete those games, so if you decide one day, hey, I want to play them again, and then you delete them again, and then you, you know, you do that five times, and you have to pay for it again. Like, that's one good thing about Microsoft is that. Oh shit! I didn't even know about that limit. I forgot about yeah, that. Like, <sighs> I mean, and that's that's why Sony was encouraging the whole game sharing thing because they want you to use up those five things so that if you do have to delete it because if you run out of room, then you have to pay for it again. That's um, crap. The only way around that is if you do the uh, the back system up. backup to it, yeah. yeah, to an external hard drive, because that doesn't, you know, it it will back up your games, and then you won't have to, it won't be a re-download. Um, but yeah, there are games that just because of my like obsession with installing Linux and then uninstalling Linux and installing it back on, like each time I did that, I never really backed up my system, so I would end up losing my games and having to re-download them. So there are games that I'm up to my fifth download on, and I don't I don't do game sharing. It's just personal downloads. So if I screw up again, like and I don't back up, I have to like I think Burnout uh, Paradise I might be on my fifth download for, and that was a thirty dollar game. Like oh. so that that's kind of annoying. Wow, that's the downfalls of digital distribution. <laughs> See, I, that that's one of the reasons why. I, well, the the thing is, I I guess um I can use the old one, and I can get an external chassis for it. To to because it's twenty gigs, so if I need to back up something, I'll maybe I can back it up piecemeal, and then maybe, like, yeah. and and then maybe they'll let me stick the save file onto my PC, and then I just you know what I mean. Right. If I if I need to back it up again, I'll just do it. Piecemeal. Honestly, I, I found like depending on how many how many like. Uh, how many gigs of memory you have taken up, like, you know, with stuff you need to back up. I was able to back up. Uh, for the last time I installed Linux, I did do a backup because I knew I was, like, getting to the fifth stuff on, fifth time on things. Um, I uh, was able to back up my PS3 to my, uh, to actually to my iPod, which I used as a, a uh, external HDD, HDD as well. Right. Fortunately, I have all the, not all of them, but... The, the the PlayStation 1 classics that I downloaded and deleted, I've only downloaded them once. The only thing I've downloaded multiple times is Final Fantasy 7 and 8, once for my PSP and once for the PS3. Now I'm going to have to do it again, so that's going to be three downloads. Wild Arms, I downloaded onto my PSP, so that's two, I guess. So I, ha- I, I have three more for that. But then other than that, as long, I guess I'm hoping that 250 gigs is enough space. Yeah, like <laughs> if you ever have to upgrade you again, just make before? sure you back up. 20. Oh, oh yeah, Two fifty is gonna last you a while. I mean, yeah, I'm on a sixty, and I never even came close to running out of room. It's just my stupidity that caused me my problems. Hey, remember this quote from Peter Moore? What are you gonna do with all that empty space, <laughs> asshole? I can't. Be- I I still can't believe he said that. Because because this for EA. <laughs> yeah, because that that's when um you know that's when they they had that interview I think with EGM where they're like Sony has like a hundred twenty gigabyte version coming out and you know. You, you charge so much for 60 gigabytes already. Are you even going to have an option? And he was just like, oh, no, 20 should be enough. 60 should be enough if you really need that extra space. What are you going to do with 120 gigs? Well, 
Game to on demand. Hello. Yeah. Which they so, didn't come out with until after he left, but still. Right. Oh, I hadn't but, been thinking about it. They probably waited for him to leave to yeah. launch it. But before I end the episode, uh, I will I will say that if you're planning to upgrade your hard drive, anybody out there, um, a lot of the guides that I read were like, be careful, the, the screws are very easy to strip. That is very true. I did strip oh. a screw, and the <laughs> only way that I was able to get one of the screws out is I took like a... Um, a little pinch wench thing wrench thingy, not exactly a wrench, but something similar. Pliers, similar to, similar to the pliers. You and know I, those? yes, and I had to like really clamp down really hard on this tiny screw, and it took me like five minutes of continuously retrying to finally get a good grip on it, and then turn the screw, and I finally was able to turn it, and then there was a little bit enough of enough of a notch left for me to use the Phillips head to get it out. But yeah, be very careful with that. Um, you want to stab the screwdriver in as far as you can into the screw before you start turning. Because otherwise, that, that, that shit is made of really soft metal. And it's like, why would you ever, why would you ever um, make a screw out of such flimsy material that you can't use it? I hate yeah, that. I mean, Strip screws are like the worst thing ever. Yeah. yeah. A, a screw is not that expensive, so why not just like, you know, put in the effort to get a good screw? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, Good night, everybody. Yeah, we'll be here all week. And with that, uh, we're gonna end the episode. So let's pimp shit. Where Where are you on on the internet, Petter? Me, I am on Facebook.com/slash/Riven. But I would also like to start pimping my YouTube page, uh, YouTube.com/slash/Riven. Um, actually, it'd mean more to me. It would mean more to me if people would go to my YouTube page and subscribe to the channel. Even if you don't like what's there, just subscribe anyway. If, if you if you want to support me, um, I'm a little bit jealous because uh, Des has a YouTube page and she only has one video that she put up like maybe like four or five years ago or something. And she got an email from YouTube the other day saying, Hey, do you want to be part of our partners program and maybe make some revenue off your video? Um, cause she got so many like hits and stuff. And so I'm, I'm mad about that. And so I want to get an email like that. So go subscribe to my channel and help me make money. Maybe that'd be cool. Don't do it. Don't do it. He'll rule the it, world it, with it, an iron it, fist. Is it because Des is a girl that she got hits? Yep. Actually, no, because none of the comments have been stuff like, oh, you're hot, blah, blah, blah. It's actually like people who actually vi- viewed her video based on its content. What is the content? It's actually her and two of her college friends or whatever doing some clapping game to the Rock and Robin song or something like that. And like the comments are all things like, oh, I love this. I used to do this when I was a kid. And, you know, like everybody does it sort of differently. You guys did a good job, you know, or you like should... one. Well, then you crazy. should put up a video of yourself playing Dance Dance Revolution. Um. Yeah, that'll probably get that'll get some great comments. <laughs> Look at this you loser. tool. Fuck you, dude. Why don't you go get a girl? But I have one. Get another one. <laughs> get another one. <laughs> Al, where does your face live on the internet? Uh, xlm2k.blogspot.com. Uh, 2 k at blogspot.com. Um, I actually updated it because I went recording last weekend. And unfortunately, I'm not recording tonight, but I'll be recording next weekend. So I have more pictures and hopefully some audio or video. Uh, I'll, of course, have to have somebody there to take the audio or video. And since last week, uh, Tyrone wasn't there. Well, he was there, but he had to leave. So I only got, like, a, a small amount of pictures. Oh. Yeah. And you should go to www.sharkversusoctopus.com. You have to spell out the verses. 
And you should also go to drfishypants.com, friend of the site, Brian Fisherman, writes blogs and video games and stuff. And he's a doctor. And I'm 10 minutes overdue, so I have to go really quick. What's so for here? Uh, mm-hmm. What? Pete for Pete. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> for Al. Uh, in light of Yakuza, I put some Yakuza movies on uh, Netflix as per I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing this one where they say like all the voices are like Speed Racer. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. It's on instant too. Oh, the no. tattooed hitman if you are interested. Speed Racer voices. Oh, oh. oh. I've been here awesome. We're gone. I can't hear you over the awesome techno. 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 Then maybe you should turn it off.